0: Live.
1: This is Free Talk Live, talk radio that you control, 603-283-6160. That's the number you can call in to talk about whatever you want. No topics are, you know, off-topic because it's just whatever you want talk radio you control. Uh, tonight in the studio you have me... Bonnie, Aria, and Nikki. Yep, and we're gonna get into, you know, well, I sorry. We I got had... a
2: whole bunch of fun stuff today. Okay, okay. I want to talk about the obese people. Yeah, I have I have an article about obese people. We got AI killer, killer death AI apocalypse. <laughs>
0: We do. Awesome. And thank you so much for that. There was a weird tech issue where I couldn't get connected to our satellite provider. And that that turned out to be because we were already connected to our satellite provider. So I was trying to instigate. And then I started freaking out. I thought, oh my God, we're going live and I'm not connected. Hmm. That, thankfully, I remembered to look back into it the last minute and it turned out to be because we were already connected. So I have no idea what the two of you have been saying, because I was on the phone with something, but uh, instead of like Killer AI. Yeah, always Killer a AI. Apocalypse. And I,
1: said, <laughs> I want to talk about the obese people because I've always been saying it's their fault.
0: It, obesity <laughs> is definitely an issue. I've got. I tend to agree with Bonnie. Yeah, that obesity is a self caused problem.
2: Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. Obviously, I mean, there's
0: right? a,
2: there's a ton of different factors, but.
0: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree to that. So we got to get into that. Also, the Chicago Mayor telling people, look, if you don't want to get robbed, it's really easy. Just stop carrying cash, right? And that sort of makes sense in a weird, corrupt, evil kind of way. It's basically like I said, look, if you don't want to get raped, don't wear skippy clothes, right? Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's victim blaming.
2: You know what we should do? We should just, instead of having debit cards, instead of having cash or Bitcoin or anything, we should just use our
0: social security numbers
2: to, <laughs> and then that's our money, just like in The Handmaid's Tale.
0: What could go wrong? I've never actually read or looked into The Handmaid's, so I started to because uh, Conan, who used to do the show with us on Tuesdays, had mentioned that it was like um, it was like uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. It was sexual fan fiction, uh, basically. Like, wait,
1: that's how I feel. Uh, I just, that's how I honestly feel, too. I feel like there are women that are like, it's just like this, because they've... I hate to say it, but it's like they're...
0: That seems to be more true I mean, with the book like than the show. Yeah, are you referring well, to the show? Or have you read no, the book? No,
2: yeah, I'm reading the book right okay. now,
0: and it's not like that. Because when I uh, looked through, I, can't I didn't it find that. I compared to Fifty that.
2: Shades of Grey, because I feel like it's like Fifty Shades of Grey minus
0: all consent. Okay, well that the consent is a big factor, right? But, yeah,
1: like that's why I
0: was like, Meh.
1: Yeah, but you know that lots of women like fantasize about. Non-consensual things, right? I think that's what Can- Conan's trying to say.
0: Right. The yeah. way it was pointed to me was that you know it was it was this the woman the female author was like she's into rape fantasies and non-consensual Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah. So she wrote a book that was designed to cater to that and that's what yeah. he said so, the whole book was about and I flipped through yeah, it I, that's, didn't, it's pretty I didn't read it to it's, be fair
2: it's pretty accurate uh Matt and I were watching the show actually and we got through I don't remember how many seasons there were this is a little bit ago but we got through a few seasons and then it got to the point where there were so many rape scenes that good lord Matt was like we can't watch this anymore like wow. it was just bothering him that much that he was like we can't we can't anymore that's why I this stopped watching much. it it was
1: just Kind of, cre- I, I just thought to myself, like I'm like almost hate watching this. Like I don't really like the show, and yeah. watching it because it's so like disturbing. So I should probably just stop. And I only
2: watched like the first season. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying the book much more, but I typically enjoy books more than I enjoy TV shows or movies. So,
0: well, books can get into the uh, character details more effectively mm-hmm. than shows can. I've never seen the show. It sounds similar to my issues with uh, Game of Thrones, though. The, yep. at least yeah, the that's original what I series. Said where, about it. where? Yeah, what is it? Too much t- rape. Yeah, and it seemed it, it was gratuitous, and it didn't really seem to serve the plot, and it, it was a way of... It was a cheap, easy, terrible way of giving a female character a, a character development arc, and from what I saw of Game of Thrones, or what I knew of Game of Thrones, because I haven't watched a whole lot of it, I think I've seen part of one episode, is that over and over and over, the author, George R. R. Martin, relied on rape as a catalyst for female character growth and it was also used to as male character growth like a man would watch his wife be raped or something like that and only through experiencing rape could any of these characters go on to you know become strong or brave yeah it's like you know there are other things right that it's is weird r-
1: i didn't watch enough of it i just saw random episodes at like my ex-boyfriend's house because his mom watched it and to me it just seemed like it was like a cheap uh what's the word shock value thing like oh look yeah. how horrible this rape is like they're using a giant stick Like, that's that's pretty bad, right?
0: But, like, just watch the movie Plank Face or something like that if that's what you're looking for, right? Don't watch the movie Plank Face. It's it's not not good.
2: I don't know what that is, but I'm not going to watch
0: it. (laughs) It's a movie about this guy who gets lost in the woods or whatever with his girlfriend. His girlfriend gets raped and killed, and he ends up killing the dude who rapes her, and he gets kidnapped by these. These backwoods, crazy, hillbilly people, there, there's three of them, two girls and their mother. Uh, apparently, the f- previous father had died I or something. I feel like this is a lot of movie plots. Yeah, like right,
2: I mean, Texas the the well, Chainsaw Massacre. It goes a
0: little yeah. bit further than those in that they, they want to indoctrinate this guy into their insanity of raping and killing and just taking the animalistic way of just taking and doing whatever they wanted whenever they wanted. And they were successful in doing that. They put. It's called Plank Face because they made a piece a wooden uh, mask that he had to wear. See,
1: Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he makes a mask out of other people's faces and rapes people. And he's like a simpleton. So. They rape
0: people in Texas Chainsaw Massacre? The, I yeah. was, the okay.
1: simpleton does. I don't know another word for him.
2: Um, yeah, is it? Because it reminds me of like the Hills Have Eyes where they have like those um, Dude, that was like the mutated, only, yeah. like the, what is it called? The, the inbred... Yeah, they're like the inbred people or well, whatever.
0: If I remember right for Hills Have Eyes, they were mutated because of nuclear testing. Yeah, but I never that, saw that. That was one of the first rape scenes I saw in, you know, horror movies as a genre. And that one was so realistic in how it was portrayed that that one bothered me. Yeah. Not, not all of them do like uh, The Last House on the Left. That That's gaudy and it's tasteless and it's... It's a rape scene, but it's not, like, raw and real in the way that The Hills have violence. I watched that. I was bothered. I was like, hey, I need to go have a cigarette after this, man. I
1: I can't be, like, bothered watching TV. I only like to watch really, like, comedies anymore.
0: I don't blame you. I I love horror movies, and that's been true through most of my life, and I've been slacking a lot on horror movies recently because I just got too much on my mind to be watching this nonsense. (laughs) But the prevalence of And I understand why horror movies are filled with sex and violence, right? Mm -hmm. Those are the two most basic animalistic desires. They want sex and they want blood. And horror movies, they take those two things and they throw as much of it as you can stand. And it's okay because it's all make-believe, right? You know no one's getting hurt. It's just like playing Call of Duty. And, you know, yes, I'm going to go around killing all these Germans or whatever. No one's getting hurt. It's just make-believe. And there's nothing wrong with that. But... Isn't there something else horror movies could do to have, you know, plots?
2: Well, and that's the thing. So a lot of people complain about plots in horror movies because it's kind of like we just mentioned four movies that pretty much have the same (laughs) same plot. You know what I mean? It's just they don't have good acting typically. I mean, some horror movies really do. They have awesome acting, really thick plots that are just intricate and... You know, the cinematography in it is just really, but the majority of I can't horror think movies of a single, are just tasteless and yeah. it's like rape scene, gore.
0: I can't think of a single horror movie that I've seen in the last five years that I think was, you know, had excellent cinematography, great plot, great writing, great characters. Actually, I can. The original Candyman. I hadn't I seen, seen that, that. previously To like, I think I saw it two or three years ago. It was incredibly good. No rape scenes, not not a whole lot of blood scenes, it, and it was fantastic. That's the original. They remade it recently. I don't know if the remake is good or not, or they, they did a remake slash sequel thing. It's very unclear what it actually is, but the original was damned good.
1: So, I've never seen the original Carrie, which maybe some people are going to be like, oh, my God. Like the original is better, but the remake with Chloe Grace Moretz is really good, and it's like you know really good acting. I forget who her mom is, like Julianne Moore, someone who always plays someone crazy, and she's really good.
0: That's a fair point. Yeah, anything by anything by Stephen King is going to have better plots and better character development than most other movies.
1: Yeah, I love The Shining, and I I normally just don't like
2: scary movies at all. Yeah,
1: Um, The
0: Shining was good. Yeah,
2: so there was a Netflix original series called The Haunting of Hill House. It wasn't super scary. But it was that was
0: I, a series. I watched the movie, yeah. but of the same um, name recently.
2: Yeah, so it was a series. I think there was only one season of it. Okay, but the plot was really guy. I, I really really enjoyed it. It was like one of those when I when it was over, the only thing I could think of was I'm never gonna find a show that's better than this. It was just like peak. Show It had everything I wanted in it.
0: I'm glad you said that because I, I have to, get, to give credit where it's due. I did recently watch the movie, The Haunting on Hill House or whatever it was called. I don't I don't remember now, but it's the same thing. It was the movie that came before it and it was incredibly good. It was very intriguing. The characters were very well done. It was the husband and wife that were trying to kill each other effectively, but mm-hmm. they were trying to be yeah. subtle about it and not leave witnesses. She was trying to kill him for the money and there was all of these plots going on, these very human plots going on. But the movie really dropped the ball there at the end when the ghosts came out and they started doing their ghost thing. It would, the movie, the plot, everything would have been so much better if it had just been left unresolved, whether or, or not it was even a haunting or whether or not yeah. it was just humans like being evil. Like if they evil.
2: just alluded to it instead yes. of blatantly came out with it. That's yeah. like
1: something that I thought about the movie The Ward. Have you ever seen that? I no. have not. It's a carpenter movie, so Ian wanted to watch it and it has... My favorite blonde actress, Amber Heard, and I think she's innocent. I'm okay. just kidding. I don't have any actual opinion on there. I just don't like Johnny Depp and do like Amber Heard. So, anyways.
0: I have a hard time taking a side in a relationship of coke addicts who hated <laughs> each other, right? I mean, that, yeah. that seems to be what they were. They they were both pieces of garbage. Right, yeah.
1: right. I don't actually have a side. I just like her as an sure. actress, and I think she's the prettiest blonde actress. And, um, anyways, she's in it, and uh, other really pretty people are in it, too. I can't remember, like... I can't remember their names. Anyways, um, it's a really good movie, but the monster that kind of comes out at the end makes it almost silly. But I was still scared because it's like kind of MK Ultra, and since I know that crap is real, it creeps me out a lot. But um, the monster just... It should have been like, you never really see the monster. Instead, it was like this ugly CGI thing
0: yeah. Yeah. that made it silly. I, I definitely think the mystery can be better than you know, the reveal, like a lot of movies, uh, horror movies in particular, they, they just want to leave things unresolved on purpose. And there was some mm-hmm. Netflix original series or Netflix original film that did this. And I, something about some stalker. I don't remember all of the details. I don't remember any of the details about it. Cause this was some October where I watched 31 horror movies mm-hmm. in the span of a month. So I don't remember almost any of them, but there was no explanation for what was going on. There was it, it was great. It was exhilarating. And then suddenly it leaves you with nothing but unanswered questions. And it's like, that's the cheapest, most hackish way yeah. you you could do this, right? Hmm. You don't have to do that. But at the same time, if it's going to destroy all of the suspense and all of the tension that you've built up by having, you know, a grim reaper ghost shadow <laughs> come out of the yeah. wall and start sucking people into hell, then maybe don't include that in your movie and just leave it sort of up in the air about whether or not it yeah. was humans being evil or whether or not it was haunted.
2: Yeah, there was uh, another Netflix original series that I watched called Archive eighty one. It was really, really good. It was about uh, this demonic cults that live that they all lived in an apartment building together and they practiced in the basement. Whatever.
0: But it sounds like a pretty cool so, apartment.
2: No, I mean it was a, it was actually a really really well done. It was a great show. There was only one season, and the way they left it, there was supposed to be at least a second season. But then they lost funding. Uh. So then it just ended abruptly, totally unresolved, like really open. Like it was supposed to be resolved in a second season. Like they set right. it up. They set it up for that second season and then lost funding. And then there's not going to be a second season. I hate that. So it was really, it totally ruined the whole thing for me because it was so
0: good. It really sucks when that happens, man. Um, My boyfriend recently got me started watching Firefly. I've never seen Firefly. I've always heard fantastic things about it. You know, it's... It's this libertarian fantasy. It's it's, uh, it's a Western, but set in outer space. And yes, it, it is a Western set in outer space, for sure. But Space Cowboy. Yeah, everyone <laughs> raves about how awesome it is, but there's only one season, and it's never going to get a What's second season. Firefly. Hmm. Oh. It's tremendously popular among people who like science fiction oh, and that yeah. kind of thing. Richie
1: Rich's girlfriend told me to, that I need to watch that for it's, some reason.
0: It's not bad, but... There's only one season, so it's pointless to watch it. I have a hard time watching it and getting invested in any of the characters knowing that the the stories aren't ever going to go anywhere.
2: See, I'm kind of the opposite where I feel like I don't have enough time to invest in watching a show that I know already has like 10 or 12 seasons. So like they, I've only done that with very few things recently. And you know like, it's just
1: going to get bad, like The Walking Dead. Yeah. You don't need to watch all of that. Well,
2: and like, so the Game of Thrones was one of the last ones I did that with, where I just binged all eight seasons or however many there were. And I really, really enjoyed it. But nowadays, like even reading a book series that has more than three books, I'm like, I can't, because I'm just either going to get bored or I'm going to get distracted and think of something else. And I'm just,
0: there's there it just feels like there's
2: no point for me.
0: That's my issue with these shows Supernatural. I used to love Supernatural, yeah. right? And I sort of grew there I like twenty seasons. Of yeah. That I show? didn't grow up watching it because I was an adult before i yeah. ever started watching it. But like as I watched it as each season came along, so it didn't feel like this massive time sink, right? Yeah. I, I watched the first season, then the next season came out and I stayed tuned. But it went so far off the rails, like I remember joking to my sister at one point that it was just a matter of time before they were hunting God. And for those who don't know, yeah. it, it's a monster of the week kind of show mm-hmm. where they hunt a monster of the week. It's but, it's also, do. Yeah, but it's also got this overarching plot, usually that runs through each season or through multiple seasons. And this one, it just got so out of control. It, as soon as they introduced angels... They mm-hmm. they always had to introduce a new, bigger, badder, bad guy, right? Uh, every season they had to get bigger and badder until ultimately they had to find and kill God. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, can we... That, that's how you know the show has really that's just gonna upset a lot of people. I don't know that it did, right? Because by then... The supernatural mythology was so divorced from yeah. Christianity that, oh yeah, no one would have recognized that.
2: I think I stopped watching it by then because I don't remember yeah. them haunt, uh, hunting and killing God. no the have, have, you guys would like the witch, and I just want to know if you've seen that. I haven't but I have it, yeah, I have been um recommended that before
1: it's really good, and it has all this like religious stuff. it's like, oh, that kind of reminds me of my parents sometimes <laughs> and I'm joking, but it's like they're really really puritan and it just gets so freaking weird like demonic possession and there's like a witch it's so good i made ian watch is it movie.
2: a movie or a show a movie i think i have seen that movie actually hmm. i thought it was a tv show all right i was thinking of the witcher which is completely totally different that is very but, different yeah yeah but I know I have seen that movie and it's very good. It's a it's
1: in Massachusetts, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. I have not seen it, but it sounds like it may be worth checking out. On the subject of supernatural, the the Leviathan season where they hunted the Leviathans, that's probably where it's best to stop. After that, mm-hmm. it just sort of is it keeps supernatural
1: going or the supernatural? Uh, supernatural. Supernatural. Oh, I, I know what that show is, but, but I've never seen it.
0: On the subject of supernatural, I want to talk about the collapse of faith. In America. But before we do that, let's go to the phones because we are calling the show. You can call in, take control of the airwaves, and talk about whatever you want. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. 283 6160 if you want to do that. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live.
3: Good evening, Sister Arya. Hey,
0: this is Ricky from Pennsylvania,
3: right? Yes, it is. Ricky from the Commonwealth. How are yeah. you doing tonight?
0: I'm all right. What's on your mind?
3: Well, tonight's topic couldn't be better since it's all girls. That's you, Miss Bonnie. And who's the other young lady? Nikki. Nikki. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sister Nikki. All right. Well, here's my topic tonight. If you lose, I, uh, if you lose one constitutional right, you lose them all.
0: All right. Why do you say that?
3: Because I've been saying it 30 years, and then to start off, the inevitable happened, where uh, the Supreme Court threw Roe versus Wade in the garbage can. That's just the beginning. Okay. I, it gets I, much worse.
1: I don't think that abortion was ever a constitutional right.
3: Well, I mean, it was uh, after the Supreme Court decided it. It was written into the Constitution and the fact the the state, the federal constitution. It, it, it wasn't
1: technically written into the Constitution. It was just case law at that point. Right. It just wasn't thrown out of courts. It was just court, you know.
3: Well, because what happened then is it went to the states recently. And then what happened is the states then decided, okay, fine and dandy. Now, I have a problem with the way it was thrown in the garbage can anyways, because they didn't even give a good reason. But that's besides the point. Here's where it got worse. Once it got to the states, states could choose. Some couldn't. In some cases, the legislature just voted, blown out of the water, and now it's banned. Other states, in the case of just this past year, you had five referendums. They all said it should be legal. But here's where the worst comes. Could it get worse when you're now having the federal government or the state government say what a woman can or can't do with her own body? That's pretty bad. But it does get worse. And here's
0: how. And this was just recently. Nikki, you seem like you wanted to interject something.
2: Yeah. I mean, I don't believe the state should be telling anyone what they can do with their body. And... Abortion isn't really a right that a state or a government can grant someone. Any woman has a right to release a pregnancy at any point. Obviously, it's a little bit easier when you can have a doctor assist with that. But there are dozens of um, like women and practitioners on the internet and in person who do uh, natural pregnancy releases and abortion. But I also just wanted to say... I don't really care what the Constitution says, because a piece of paper or a document or a state or a government cannot grant me any rights. All of, you know, it just to me, it really depends on like, what are human rights? Is it a human right to terminate your pregnancy?
0: Yeah, hey, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean,
2: it's your body. You know, is it, is it my right to be able to defend myself or to be able to speak my mind and share my beliefs?
1: Yeah, in my opinion, the Constitution and uh, state governments, all they can do is infringe on your rights or be redundant.
3: Well, it does get worse. And this is the worst part. Uh, as of recent, uh, after you have the new majority in the House, the very first week, they decided that they're going to do three anti abortion bills. We'll find and dandy. You know, they did one to criminalize the use of medication, they did one to criminalize doctors doing the practice. Now, that seems to not make sense, but it does. See, here's said, where it gets. You said worse.
0: the state did, did this. Uh, was this a worse. federal thing or what? Because I haven't been following it that closely.
3: Yeah, this is a federal thing. Well, here's okay. where it gets worse.
0: I mean, we don't have to worry now, about it then. Biden will veto whatever anti abortion legislation they put
3: there's, out. A really big, there's a big problem here. See, what happened in Texas uh, before the House came into being, as it is now, the Attorney General came out and made a big scare of everybody. So bad, in fact, that people were scared not only in Texas but elsewhere because his brilliant idea was going to be that we're going to ban you from going, anybody that lives in Texas, from going to other states. So bad, in fact, that the next day Biden came out and told everybody, the Department of Justice is on it, not to worry about it. Well, that's fine and good, too, but it got worse.
0: Well, obviously, this is why you don't want to have any government with the ability to tell people what they can and can't do, because you're always going to get a government that outlaws something that you, that is your right.
1: And enough people consented to that in 2020 and 2021 by uh, just complying with government mandates to cover up their face, wear whatever the government tells them to wear on their face, and also to inject whatever substance the government tells them to into their body.
0: Excellently said, the world would be a much better place if people would just, you know, start living their lives peacefully.
1: You only have the the rights that you will actually fight to have.
0: 603-283-6160. Thanks, Ricky, for the call. It is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. If you would like to do that, that's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria,
1: Mickey, and Bonnie. And I
0: want to tell you about our TikTok. You can find it at tiktok.freetalklive.com. I'm actually a bit behind. There were there were two different clips that I needed to make, uh, one from Monday night's episode and I think one from last night. The one from Monday night's episode is a higher priority because it's more entertaining. But that's where we're taking clips of things that are said on the f- show that are com- more entertaining. We're putting, clipping out all of the discussion around those things. And you know there, there's stuff there for you to look at that's generally entertaining. TikTok.freetalklive.com if you want to check it out. That's tiktok.freetalklive.com. Now, for the last week, last week we ended up talking quite a lot about uh, religion, interestingly enough. And I've got a story here that I think is it, sort of a follow-up to that. Now, I don't necessarily agree with anything said by the Economic Collapse blog. I became aware of them sev- several years ago where... They, they wrote a lot about how economic hardship and the coming collapse of, you know, just the United States economy in general. And it, it was pretty good. One of the more alarming articles I ended up um, lear- learning about, uh, reading about, was the lack of water, the the freshwater reservoirs under Texas. It was supposed to, I, I did it on purpose, Bonnie. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew what I was asking, and then yes. I wanted to ask Ian if he knew. Okay.
0: No, I switched. I wanted to try it out, see if I could do it. So
1: that's cool and all, but if it was an accident, it would have been weird,
0: right? So for those who don't know, they're not watching the video feeds. I switched it over to the article that I'm actually talking about at the moment from the Economic Collapse blog, and it got Bonnie's attention because suddenly there's this big wall of so wine never in happened Texas. before. So right. I was
1: like, and it looks just like ads. I didn't know what was going on. If we were being attacked?
0: No, that's just the website. Yeah, because that. They did have this really cool article about how we were running out of fresh water, and they were very alarmist, and this was 10, 15 years ago that they were doing this. Hmm. And then they went on this sort of Christian bent, where the apocalypse is nigh, doom is coming, Christ is going to return. I don't understand this whole thing with Christians thinking... It's
2: popular, right? A lot of them think this. I know, but... but Like, any second now, Christ is going to come back. Yeah,
0: like 2,000 years of waiting on this dude to come back, right? And it's always... It's exactly yeah. what you said. Any second now, is yeah, gonna it's going to happen. Like, right? 2000, weird,
2: 2000, you know, they just keep pushing it back. I don't know why people just
1: ignore the fact that Jesus said in the Bible, all of these things, and when he was just talking about things like him coming back from the dead, will happen before this generation is dead. The generation of people he was talking to.
0: I don't remember that, but I do remember, you know, him saying that no one will know when the day is coming or yeah, whatever. except that you Only the father Excepts will know. Except this
2: one guy on the
0: internet. Well, yeah, Harold <laughs> Camping, right. So that was the direction that the Economic Collapse blog went. And I can't help but notice they don't even have an SSL certificate. Now, I discovered what this. What is that? Uh, it's just an internet thing that it encrypts your connection to the website to prove that there, nothing is being intercepted, essentially. Okay. And it's common on almost every website you go to. It'll have that little lock up there in the top because yeah. you go to an HTTPS mm-hmm. website instead of just HTTPS. It's boring and technical and complicated, but it's really easy to do. It just costs like 100 bucks a month. And then you can prove to all the people who visit your website that they are not, in fact, mm-hmm. having their traffic intercepted. They don't seem to have one. I ended up finding this article from Drudge Report, though I'd forgotten that this uh, website even existed. It's the block dot com, and as I mentioned, they did go on this crazy little Christian rampage. And it, as you can see, if you're watching the video feeds, all of these advertisements here, like the Seven Year Apocalypse in Times by Michael Snyder, the Military Guide to Armageddon. I mean, these people are really <laughs> oh
2: my gosh, yeah.
0: These people are all about the end of the world, and they are just convinced it is coming. The USA and Bible prophecy. I, I really like this one because it's got a little eagle down there. It's like, get your free copy. God bless America, right? G- look, if Jesus came back, he would. I imagine one of the first things he says, what's in America? Yeah, right. Because they, they didn't exist. The United States didn't exist when Jesus allegedly lived.
1: Well, he visited the Native Americans.
0: According to the Mormons, I think it's the Mormons, right? Yeah, yes. Yes. Well, once upon a time, the United States was a was known as a Christian nation. I don't think that's actually true. In fact, no. I
2: mean, that was the whole point of America was religious freedom. Right. How are they forgetting this? This is the whole point.
0: Well, the the myth is certainly that it was about religious freedom, but it, I'm, no, I'm yeah. not convinced it was. But we we can look like the Treaty of Tripoli, written in like 1791. Where the I think it was Thomas Jefferson explicitly stated that the United States was not founded on the religion of Christ, I'd have to look it up, but it's called the Treaty of Tripoli
1: It couldn't have been because they believed in natural rights, and Christians don't believe in natural rights, yeah, did they though the,
0: <laughs> did the founders believe in natural rights yeah. they said
1: so in the in the co- Constitution they I were mean, trying, they said
2: so,
0: but they were trying
1: to make it to where the Constitution just preserved those rights but i think they could have done a lot better job but that's what they expressly said
0: so i was wrong it's not 1791 it was 1796 that the treaty of tripoli you know came into existence and it does in fact mention that you know about how it wasn't founded on a christian nation but that doesn't matter to the christians who are convinced that it was founded on the principles of Christ in, in full violation of the separation of church and state, obviously in violation of the first amendment. And as you point out, Nikki, in violation of the fact that the whole reason the settlers even came to the United States or to the colonies or to the, to the Americas then was in order to, they were escaping religious persecution mm-hmm. or at least what they called religious persecution in hindsight. you know, thinking about this as an adult, I'm not completely convinced That they escaped, that they were trying to get away from Christian persecution, I suspect they were being told they can't persecute others
4: Mm. in the name of
0: their religious belief. And they're like, well, screw you. We'll just go somewhere where we can do that. But I don't know. think so? I'm not a religious scholar. Well... One of the first things they did when they got to the United States was like start the Salem witch trials.
2: Well, it's like. Yeah, and um, try to murder all the Native Americans and the Trail of Tears and tell them that their religion was wrong. I I think it goes both ways. Like they didn't want to be
1: um, coerced by the people who believed the religion of the Catholic Church in England or whatever, the Church of England. But they also want, as soon as they got here, they just turned into the new state, basically.
0: It's hard to say otherwise because uh just looking it up quickly on Wikipedia here, the they said the witch trials was a series of hearings and prosecutions of people accused of witchcraft in Massachusetts between mm-hmm. February nineteenth uh, sorry, sixteen ninety two and sixteen ninety three. Now I don't remember when Plymouth Rock was actually settled by settlers? No, I
2: should know. I went on this field trip like ten times. <laughs> and let oh, me, that's spoiler right. Spoiler alert: the rock is not impressive.
0: That's a really good point, though. <laughs> I, I never thought about that. We, you know, I we are up here right by Massachusetts, yeah. so we literally could just pop on down there to where they landed at the Mayflower. It's never the really Plymouth occurred rock- to me. No,
2: seriously, I went on that field trip like ten times when I was a child. Like that's what we did in school in Massachusetts.
0: Well, it may have been around 1620. It looks like so maybe it wasn't yeah. as soon as they got here they started the Salem witch trials. Or but it wasn't very, Didn't take long. very It's long. the same yeah. people
1: that I was talking about with the witch. It it's like yeah. They they yeah, it's like the same that, time period. They threw that family out in the movie because now, and I'm not giving anything you away. You mentioned
0: the movie which is this VVITCH. Because it
1: looks like that but it's a W.
0: Okay. But yeah,
1: that's that's you're thinking of the right one.
0: I've seen it repeatedly and I'm like, man, really? that looks oh. really I don't I'm, sorry. I've The name. I've seen it floated around. I've never yeah. watched the movie, but it's, I
1: you would 100% right. like it.
0: Yeah, it seems like, like, see like I would when I see it times. I don't want to I know, I kind of want to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good. I think I'm going to have to.
1: But basically like these people who escaped England supposedly to Get away from the church, persecuting them for their beliefs, threw this family out. And it's not like this is uncommon. It's not like, oh, it's just movie. This stuff happened. They threw them out of the colony that they lived on to go die in the woods, basically. Like, basically a death sentence. Like, go live by yourself in the woods because you believed something different. It was because her dad was being a heretic.
0: In what way? I have seen it, but in what way was her dad, was he actually being it, a heretic? Or we he just, you know, maybe we don't have to eat the cracker or um, whatever?
1: I can't remember if it really says it at the beginning. Okay. It starts off with her dad's trial that they put on. It's like a kangaroo trial where everybody who disagrees with him is like, yeah, kick him out.
0: You know, they were mock trials. then. I mean, this was a common thing they did during the 1600s and the 1700s. Where, like, if you were accused of being a witch, you were dead. You were going to die.
2: Well, Or they would do things like, oh, we're going to tie this, you know, this rock to your foot. And if you survive, you're a witch. And if you die,
0: then I guess you were innocent.
2: Right, that's what I'm saying. It was a death
0: sentence. Yeah. Just the accusation alone. Or, okay, well, we're going to burn you at the stake. And if you're really a witch, then you can cast a spell and get out of it. But if you're not a witch, then I guess we'll... Kill an innocent person? Guys, hang on. Did you not think this through? You're going to kill an innocent person Well, they didn't here.
2: care. they That's what they wanted to do. It,
0: indeed. They, they weren't looking for religious freedom at all. Well,
2: typically, what being a witch meant was just, you're doing something I disagree
0: with. Yeah, that's a fair point. Oh, she's a witch. No, I did kill remember. Her. I went to Salem, Massachusetts not terribly long ago, like maybe two and a half, three years ago, and... I didn't go visit the witch museum or whatever they call it. I probably should have, but I was just there, I was running a quick errand. I took mm-hmm. someone to get a car. But like just just my presence there as a trans Satanist in openly existing in Salem, Massachusetts, was just a huge victory, a huge symbolic victory, even if nothing else ever came of it. Right? Like there I am, yeah. pentagram tattooed on my back, you know, where people were executed for way well, way less. So,
2: I don't know if you know this, but now in Salem, Massachusetts, they rep the witch thing. Oh, lot. I'm sure they do. So, they have a lot of like um like psychic shops and they have a lot of crystal oh. shops and so they're they it's kind of like completely reversed of what it used to be. They're they rep like, "Yep, this is where witches are from." And it's like, "But do you not forget about the part where The people that used to live here murdered them all?
0: Yeah, (laughs) 40,000. Yeah, those people were also from
2: Salem. Yeah, you know, so... But it's nice that it's kind of came full circle. Or not really full circle, but it's nice that things have changed, is what I meant.
0: It is nice, but one thing that hasn't changed is that the United States is not a Christian nation. But now our country, according to the Economic Collapse blog, is moving away from those roots at a pace that is absolutely breathtaking. And again, those roots are non-existent, going back to the treaty of Tripoli, which we just saw, 1796. The Constitution was 17... No, the... What was in the 1776? Was that the... That wasn't the Constitution. Declaration that was,
1: of Independence. Yes, thank
0: you. The actual Constitution was like 1780-something. I don't know. The American education system failed me. Me too. Because I don't know any <laughs> of these dates. Or maybe that it did me a favor because none of these dates are really very important. It was somewhere after 1776 and somewhere before 1800... Yeah that the constitution came into effect.
2: I really enjoyed history, but I'm not a dates person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't
1: I feel like I didn't even learn that. Like I learned stupid stuff all the time like the robber barons wanted everybody to work hard and they were all dying, so they created unions, and that's why unions are good. I learned that like every single year.
0: What like, what is a robber baron? I, I don't think I learned that. I've never heard anything even about that. It's
1: like there was child labor in the 1800s and people stood up against the robber barons, who were the business owners who wanted them to work way too many hours. Oh, okay, and- so
0: I see the barons who are also robbers, and they weren't actually barons, but they were co- uh-huh. like the title of baron. I thought you were right?
2: saying someone's name like Robert Baron. No, like
1: th- this—that was the word we used that the, they used at the time to describe these bad business in- uh-huh. owners who took advantage of people. Who knows if this is even real? Like this could completely just be propaganda. But it's like. Every single year I learned that in the history, Mm -hmm. something stupid like that. Or I learned about Texas history specifically.
2: See, we learned about, um, like, in in regards to, like, child labor, we learned about the Lowell Mills, right? Because that was a big thing, the Lowell Mills, where they made all the textiles. That sounds familiar, too. Yeah. Yeah, there was children working there. So a lot of my education, like, historically, was specifically about, like... Well, I guess everyone's was about the, when you're learning about the 13 colonies, but it's just, it feels different because they're like, we're going to go to the Lowell Mills because we're right here. You
0: probably learned more about the 13 colonies in your education yeah, than I maybe. did. I Yeah, didn't. that's like all we learned yeah, about. I didn't learn anything. I'd,
2: they're like, yeah, Massachusetts, New England.
0: I don't think I could have named all, even in like high school, I don't think I could have named all 13 <gasps> of the original colonies. That's so
2: strange. I don't
0: think I could now. Wow.
2: And it's when, just so weird to think about how even public education in the US is different based on what region you grow up in.
0: Yeah, you would think the whole point of standardizing it and having this federal system was to sort of streamline it and yeah. make it normal, but no. But I'd- everybody
1: learns about their state's history too, and that's why I have so much useless information about like Santa Ana and the Alamo. <laughs> stuff that literally doesn't yeah, matter at all. About and it was so skewed like when I talked about this with So King Mike. of the Hill
0: is right on this, right? Like, you had to learn all <laughs> that stuff about Santa oh, Ana. King
1: of the Hill is right about Texas in general. I, I had I heard love that, that
0: before from people who were from Texas, but, like, it's one of those things where it's just so hard to believe because Especially Hank Hill is so... He's such a meme, no, man. No, he's Hank Texas. Hill exists.
1: Like, I literally typed into AI when I was first playing with it, annoying vigilante dad standing in suburban... And I wasn't thinking Hank Hill, I was thinking real people that I encounter all the time. Standing in front of Suburban House protecting his family. And I was like, oh God, this looks so real. Looks, you know, This is just like something that would be happening in my neighborhood for no reason. Like you're parked across the street from someone's house trying to roll up a joint. And they'll turn on their front porch and then they'll come out and stare at you because they think you want to rob their house. And nobody robs anyone's house in this neighborhood because it's like middle class Texas and everyone has guns, it's just vigilantes. I don't know how to explain it. It's just Hank it Hill would do wild, that.
0: sounds wild, but Hank Hill's a character, man. So I don't know how we got into Hank Hill, but getting back into this uh, <laughs> article here, I spent, the, that's the author, I spent a lot of time writing about the ongoing collapse of our economic system, and I mean, he, he, they do, but we're 20 years now into this economic collapse, and we, we could probably... If they have an archive, and it doesn't look like they have a readily accessible archive here on the site, probably because they're if they have any decency, they're a bit embarrassed to have been saying the economic collapse is coming for the last twenty years. You would think at some point they they probably have the self awareness to just not have an archives page available. Because they they have been beating that horse for a very long time.
1: Well Ron Paul does that.
0: In nineteen seventy he does, yeah. But <laughs> me but he doesn't like, but it's true when Ron Paul says it. Well, he doesn't go all economic Armageddon. He talks about yeah. economic hardship and recessions and depressions, but
1: and he's not wrong. I'm not saying oh he and he's right. been proven wrong. He hasn't been proven wrong.
0: So. He's never been like, look, the economy is going to collapse. We're not going to have any drinking water or any of these other more extreme alarmist positions like the way these people have. So this person spends a lot of time writing about the ongoing collapse of our economic system, but the truth is that we're witnessing a collapse of faith. As well, in 1972, a Pew survey found that 92% of all Americans identified as Christians. Now, we talked about this.
1: 1992?
0: 1972, sorry. We talked about this recently on an episode where it turns out that uh, Christianity is on the decline. Satanism was on the rise, but it was focused on the United Kingdom. This is uh, about America. America. So 92% of all Americans identified as Christians in 1972. That's obviously going to be down a lot. The most recent Pew survey that asked this question discovered that only 63%. Hmm of it americans still identify as christians at this point i
2: think a lot of people identify as christian just because they don't they're like well i'm not really an atheist but i don't know what i am so that's kind of like the default and religion their at this point
1: We're christian so they're like oh that makes me a christian like how yeah other religions act like well if my parents and great parents were something it makes me a, even if i don't practice that yeah, at all
2: yeah like they act like it's like an ethnicity yeah yeah
0: Yeah, and if you ask them, you know, do you believe in God? They go, yeah, of course I am. Yeah, I'm a Christian, but it's like, that's not what it means to be a Christian. You Mm -hmm. have to do more than believe in God. And a lot of these people, as you point out, they probably just have some generic, vague belief in a God, but because everyone around them is a Christian, yeah, of course I'm a Christian.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Pew Research Center has been measuring religious identities since 2007 using a slightly different question wording. What is your present religion, if any? As well as they, do. so they have been specifically asking people what their religion is, which is better than "Do you believe in God?"
2: Yeah, but, but and if they're I changing
0: the question, then the results that they got from 1972 don't necessarily—it's not the same right. exactly.
2: And I think a lot of people, if you ask them what their religion are, what their religion is, they'll just say none. Yeah, I'm not saying everybody, but I—I've heard a lot of people give me that answer where they're like, "You know what? I don't really know," and that's what I say. Yeah, well, I don't know what it is.
0: Since 2007, the percentage of adults who say they are atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular, those are all very different things. And the citrus surveys have grown oh, from 16. Oh, that was 16. one category? Yes. But he, they included them it's, all as one category. Atheist, two agnostic, and nothing.
2: Christian, Christian or other. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> That's grown from up to 29%, from 16%. And the reason I say this is because Gnosticism or agnosticism, they deal with uh, knowledge, or what what can be known and what cannot be known. Whereas theism and atheism, they deal with belief. What what you believe and what you don't believe. So you can be a Gnostic theist or an Agnostic theist. An Agnostic theist would be someone who's like, well, I don't know whether or not there is a God, and I don't think we'll ever know whether or not there is a God, but I believe in a God. Whereas an Agnostic atheist would say, I don't know whether or not there is a God, and I I don't have any belief that there is a God. That's the key thing of atheism. It's not the belief that there are no gods, right? That's uh, Some people use the term anti-theism. I don't think that's quite right. I, I'm not sure non-theism may be more appropriate, but atheism is the lack of a belief in gods. It means you don't believe one way or the other. I don't believe there is a god. I don't believe there is not a god. I have no belief whatsoever on the subject. To me, it's just a giant question mark. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have a belief on the subject in in any subject, action, I don't have to believe that there are aliens or believe that there are not aliens. I can just say, I don't know. And I don't have any reason to believe in any direction. And that's what atheism is. It's the lack of a belief in gods. Now, there's strong atheism. That's the terminology that uh, Richard Dawkins used. Strong atheism is, I believe there are no gods, whereas weak atheism is, I don't believe that there are gods. But all of that's sort of meaningless, and it doesn't really fall under the the meaning of atheism, which is A, without, and theism, belief in gods. So, realistically, atheism is just not having a belief. And if you do have a belief that there are no gods, then you're no longer really an atheist at that point, because you believe... Because that's still a belief. Right, you believe something. So, I would generally characterize myself as an agnostic atheist. I don't know that there is or isn't a god. I don't think humanity will ever know Maybe it's an unanswerable question. I don't know. And I don't believe in any direction on the subject. I like the idea of thinking that, especially like a deist god, a a master engineer, a scientist outside the universe creating all this, a master programmer or whatever, creating this universe for us to live in. I love that idea. But that doesn't inspire me to believe it, you know?
2: And it kind of, it almost doesn't even affect us, right? Yeah. Because either way it's happening or it's not happening and... What it, what actually is happening really doesn't matter to me, you know? It's not going to affect my life, so why does... I definitely you know?
0: don't believe in the sort of God who created the universe, then somehow like, climbed inside of it, and is now like, maneuvering things, right? And
2: oh, the- are you trying to say that you don't believe in a book full of contradictions? <laughs>
0: I, I definitely do not, and this is different from the idea that we are all gods. The universe, all that is or isn't, is a god. I'm not saying that's that. I don't believe that to be the case. I have no belief on that subject at all. But like the the Christian mythology, which is the God created the universe, right? And and then what? Like climbed inside of it. What? what how is God interacting with the universe? Because like
1: that's why it only only makes sense to me that God is the universe. Because it's like I've always thought found it really hard to think about christian god because like of what you're saying it's like it seems so simple and silly that he is a man looking thing out out there somewhere but the idea that he was all that he had, i don't even like the word he i really don't um well but, we can
0: use they but then we'll trigger the conservatives
1: well god was just everything and god was like you know what i want to experience myself and broke off into a million times, you know, and that's what created the universe makes a lot more sense to me because then it wouldn't be like God is outside of it. How could you be outside of the universe if the universe is everything? You so know?
2: when I think of religion, I always remember that humans are typically very um, self-absorbed creatures. And I don't want to generalize. I don't want to say everyone. But,
0: but I mean, this those, is demonstrable. Look at the look at the God they created.
2: Exactly. So those people who have created all of these religions, if you look at their gods, I mean, even ancient Greek gods, they modeled them after themselves. So it's just they're they're trying to create the world through their own eyes. They're trying to explain things, and it's hard to step outside of their own experience.
0: Yeah, sadly, and they project themselves out there exactly like that. And Why would God look anything like a human? But... It, there's more coming up on that this because the economic collapse blog is just convinced that the world is ending. You can share your thoughts. Do you think the world is ending? Is the economy collapsing? Is Is Jesus coming back? 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live And you can join us 603-283-6160 If you want to do that The 603-283-6160 With you in the studio tonight It's Aria Nikki And Bonnie And some people may be a little surprised By the, the sort of more religious conversations I've been happening That I've been having lately And especially on Wednesday nights But that's not really new Right? Like I first started doing radio As it were because I was on a show called The Call to Freedom, which for those who don't know, what the there's this thing in Islam called The Call to Prayer. I'm not a Muslim, but that was where the show got its title from. Oh, it?
1: I never thought of that.
0: That was why it was called The Call to Freedom. And it was created by two Muslims. Uh, I think Davi Barker and Will Coley were the two creators. There, there was another one um, who may or may not have been created founding, who may have also founded the show, I don't remember the specifics, but anyway it was founded by Muslims, it ended up getting an evangelical Christian alongside the Muslim, and then they brought on me, the atheist slash Satanist, however you wish to characterize me, to me the terms are interchangeable for reasons that I've certainly elaborated on on the air at some point, and that was sort of what we did, it, there was a lot of religious talk to the show I mean, especially once it became daily it was hard, but I did get on like philosophers and religious historians and stuff like that to come on the show and talk to us about things. And it was tremendously exciting. It, it was a lot of fun. It was. It's always a subject that's fascinated me a lot. Obviously, I was you know born into a Christian family. I was raised being a Christian. And eventually, I fell away from that. And then I got saved again. And then I fell away from it again. And I think I may have gotten saved again. I don't remember. What age did you get saved again? Uh, again, the, again, again? I don't know. The first Either again. Either time, yeah, first again. <laughs> I don't remember the first again, right? But I remember the second one because I went to a you at the poll rally. And for those who don't know, this is <laughs> yeah. this is something they do in the South. Yeah. Almost do you know like, what
2: that is, Nikki? Uh, it sounds like it involves strippers. <laughs> it does sound <laughs> that, like that. That
0: would be better. But it does not. Uh, it's, what, how, what would you, it's a preach, it's a sermon, it's a church sermon at a football field, basically, right? Oh,
1: I, I didn't think it was at a football field, at least for my that's schools. That's what this was. It was what? always the flagpole. That's why it's right. called See You at the Pole.
0: And what is it? it you just, it's, FCA, <laughs> right? Uh, future... Uh, what is it? I think Fe- it's
1: Future Christians of America. Or maybe is I'm it- mixing up FFA, and, but whatever. There's an actual Christian group in schools there is. called like... FCA, I think The
0: Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Oh, that's that's what it is. Oh, yeah, that's
1: why I would be on a football field.
2: We don't do that up here. Okay, well, I know, right.
1: (laughs) That's why I would be on a football field. I was right about that acronym.
0: This was a major CU at the poll rally involving many, many different schools and counties and stuff. So it was at a football field. We were in the stadiums. And I I don't know, man. You know, I, I felt Jesus that day. So I stood up and I went and got saved and all that stuff. It was really. I I like. I drank the Kool Aid, man. I went home that night and I threw away all of my Metallica cassettes and stuff. Uh, really? And yeah, because I was this, this stuff's gonna send me to hell, right? And I thought it was. And- I mean,
1: I did a similar thing in high school. I didn't. I didn't like go home and throw anything away, but I went to my friend's church on a Wednesday just because it was like something to do to hang out with my friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, I already felt like I was like saved, but the t- teacher was like. Have you been doing this or this? Have you had these thoughts? Maybe you need to ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart. So I did it then. Sounds dirty. That's what Aria (laughs) said when I talked about this before. But yeah, yeah. I didn't have any like crazy spiritual. Some people do that and then they have like a crazy spiritual experience that literally happens to them. You know, they perceive it or they start speaking another language or something. Didn't happen to me.
0: I think I was in the seventh or eighth grade then. I, I was still in junior high, however old I was then. You know, that persisted for a while. I don't know exactly how long, no more than like six to nine months, though, before I was like, okay, look, this this Tim McGraw crap is not working for me. And the reason I say this Tim McGraw crap was because I had ju- I just thrown away all of my Metallica cassettes, all of my Marilyn Manson cassettes. And this was the era of cassettes, by the way. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any CDs at this time. I don't think I even had a CD player I just had cassette tapes, and I needed something to listen to, right? Everyone needs something to listen to, except that weird one person out there on planet Earth who doesn't like music.
1: Right, Chris Wade. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like music. I was surprised he likes movies, but he doesn't like music.
0: Who doesn't? Wow. What kind of a person does? Anyway. <laughs> so, my grandmother suggested, you know, well, listen to... You don't have to listen to that devil nonsense, right? Listen
2: to country yeah, music. Yeah, listen to
0: country So, I was like, all right, well, Tim McGraw seems, like, tolerable, right? And I mean, musically, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, but I I, I couldn't do that long. Like you you can't yeah. skateboard, because I, I love skateboarding <laughs> and I was a skateboarder. You can't skateboard and play street hockey to Tim McGraw. No. It just doesn't work.
1: I don't even really exactly know what Tim McGraw sings, but I hate like all country music that's not Carrie Underwood, Casey Musgraves.
2: Dolly Parton? What about Dolly Parton? I like Parton? some Dolly
1: Parton. I, I listened to her Christmas music this Christmas. <laughs>
2: I, like I honestly, I love country music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, I have more of a respect it's like for it need, now than I did you when need I was You need a under, balance, right? Yeah.
2: It's like, I'm not gonna, I listen to like rock and roll and metal more than anything, you know what I mean? So it's like, I can't just listen to country music all the time. Right, like I can't just listen to
1: pop music all the time even, so like I was listening to like uh, Paul McCartney and the Wings, which yeah. is like out of my normal range, but it's, Still really nice.
0: So that that was around the 7th or 8th grade, and that was when I got saved the second time. But, you know, I ended up falling into paganism and Wicca and Satanism and all these other sorts. You know, just rebellious teenager looking for answers because I I was convinced at this point that there was a God, Mm -hmm. and Christianity was just leading me astray from the actual God that existed. And, you know, I, I still argue that that's probably what Christianity does. But I went along that character arc, not character arc, that familiar arc where a person, you know, they, become in, they sort of add all religions together into this one sort of super religion kind of thing. And someone even said to me at the time, aha, uh-huh, yeah, well, I don't know how to tell you this, but you're on the road to atheism. And I was like, no, I'm not. You don't know what you're talking about. And two years later, I was like, holy crap, I'm an atheist. That dude was right. Hmm. And I started watching a lot of atheists, Uh, shows on YouTube and a lot of Atheist YouTube channels or a lot of YouTube channels by atheists. One of my favorites is psychologist called Theremin Trees makes fantastic videos. And they just explore the ideas of religion and Christianity and some of the things it's done. This this atheism on YouTube, it used to be sort of a thing, right? There was this There was this thing between atheists and Christians arguing back and forth in videos, and it was great, and it was a wonderful time to be alive, and I hate that I didn't have the capabilities to take part in it, Hmm. but, like, back in Thunderfoot and the nonbeliever and the armored Christian, I think, Bonnie, you had mentioned him. The armored skeptic. Well, there's also the armored Christian. There's also the
1: armored Christian, but I like the armored skeptic. Yeah. And And he makes, like, conspiracy videos now. I think he, like, threatened to quit because he was depressed, and then he came back, but His old stuff is still up, so if you uh, are deciding to not be a Christian and want to go look at something, go to Armored Skeptic's old videos. He also convinced me to stop being a flat So
0: Phil Hellenes (laughs) is probably my favorite because the production value and his his incredibly soothing voice and the way he puts things, just fantastic stuff. So if you get bored, check out the video, The Science Saved My Soul by Mm. Phil Hellenes. It lasts like eight or nine minutes long and is some of the best eight or nine minutes that you can spend. So anyway, that was this whole thing that happened there, and there was a show called The Atheist Experience that I liked watching clips of. I never watched the whole show, but I would watch the callers call in and try to convince these people that there is a god, and it was just very entertaining and sounds it, like this show. Well, sort of. <laughs> I mean, but it is focused. It was focused <laughs> exclusively on that subject, yeah. though, and it was very entertaining and very inspiring, and it just it was a subject that interested me a whole lot. And so of course, I learned, I absorbed all of those arguments and. I went through that phase that every atheist goes through where, you know, they, yeah, I, I have seen the light. You know, I have, I've seen that the shadows on the cave are just shadows on the cave. And there's this whole world out there that all people have to do is turn their heads and look at. They don't have to watch the shadow. They can live in the real world like Plato's Allegory, the, mm-hmm. ca- the cave. Every atheist goes through that experience where they feel like they, they have to save other people from Christianity. And eventually that went away. Thank I mean, God.
2: Yeah, because that's kind of what the Christians are doing. And it's just a really cringy it, it, mentality. It's it like, is like, just cringy. let people believe in whatever they believe in. It really doesn't matter.
0: But every, almost every Christian to atheist that I've ever met, that I've ever heard of, they go through that awkward, yeah. disgusting but phase. I certainly did. But it's did. the same
2: thing with Christian. You know, when people are saved and they're true believers, then they kind of go through that where it's like, no, if you just, if you just knew what I knew... I feel like a lot... I mean, it's the same thing with, like, vegans and the people, you know, the reverse yeah, okay. of that. You know, so it's like Seed anyone... See, I
1: feel that way right now.
2: Yeah, so it's like anyone who has this strong belief system or something that's new, like... Because it, it, it does kind of feel like that when you get this new information. It's like, I wish I had known this all along or I wish I had understood this all... Like, if, if only other people just knew, they would feel the same way I do, but they don't because everyone's different. And then I think... Once it kind of settles down, people start to realize that, like, well, no, clearly not everybody. You know, I told them that information, and they don't feel the same way. So,
0: thank you, Nikki. I I feel a lot better about my cringy atheist past because of that. That, that actually that was genuinely helpful. I never thought about yeah. it in those terms. I was super cringy, right? I mean,
2: that's how <laughs> I was when I was like in middle school. I was a hardcore vegan. I would, like, you know, plaster my high school with. Um, like pictures of animals being skinned alive and all sorts of oh, stuff. Oh, so, you did uh, that? Yeah, I would okay. post uh, videos on Facebook, like slaughterhouse videos. I was very hardcore into shaming people for eating meat, shaming people for using any sort of animal products. I was into this for like maybe like six or seven years. Have you like, seen... Like very hardcore. And I
0: realized this is, yeah. Have you seen the film Earthlings? Yeah. Okay. That was yeah, one so of the... I,
2: I, was, I watched all the documentaries and I was a hardcore believer and I just couldn't...
0: That one hit I couldn't me hard, man.
2: fathom that, you know, I would tell people this information because I was trying to save everyone. I was trying to save the animals. I thought right. I was righteous. I thought, you know.
0: Well, you were. I, I would still argue that yeah. vegans are the only ones who have the moral high ground in the world. I'm not a vegan. But,
2: but the thing is, there's so much more of a bigger picture to diet into everything, lifestyle, everything yeah. that I wasn't understanding when I was 14 years old. You know what I mean? That's and fair. then when I started learning more about health, when I started learning more about the soy industry and processed foods and the effect it had on my body and on the environment and on animals and on, you know, humanity. Yeah, I know like you know there's yeah. a there's a bigger picture that I wasn't understanding. A lot of people don't realize
1: that like the more we have a vegetable and fruit and soy and rice industry the bigger those things get and they kill animals it kills animals and yeah. displaces
2: them from their uh environments i mean you could say that gmos are worse for animals than actual slaughterhouses i mean it, it's it's hard to fathom that but i still once think once you open your mind to it it's kind of i mean I there's know. still
1: um, a lot more humane ways people could be eating meat than like Absolutely. tyson chicken like i won't Dude, touch yeah. that stuff that's scary. Like I don't even I even think about the spiritual implications. Like I don't want to eat the carcass of an animal that lived that life. I, I recently, mean, that's most factory farms.
2: Right.
0: I recently watched a video of one of these humane slaughterhouses. Right. This vegan or animal rights activist has snuck into one hmm. of these places, claiming to be a worker or something. They installed three cameras. Now it uses suffocation to kill pigs, and it's, doesn't it's, sound it, better. It was portrayed as a humane way. You know, the pigs just suffocate and then they die. They that sounds oh, does it with
2: the CO two.
0: Yes. Okay, I've heard and, of this. And the video, do not watch it. The video is available online. This person snuck a video camera in, and they recorded. It's got audio. Just warning you, it's got audio of pigs screaming in agony as they suffocate. Yeah, and it is absolutely horrific. And that's the humane way of killing them. No, there Which has. Is-
2: yeah. yeah, and it's it's not true, you know. I've been to local farms, and that's what, it, even when I was a vegan, because I, I realized very quickly after sharing all these videos and telling people the truth that yeah. people are still going to eat meat. They're still, you know, people are not going to change that part of the... It just wasn't, you know, I, I told hundreds of people this information, and very few people converted to veganism, so I realized very quickly. So even as a vegan, I always was an advocate of hunting and local like supporting local farms because clearly Maybe, people want to like, eat you know
0: there's the whole kosher halal thing halal is the muslim version of kosher yeah. basically and they're like well the whole point of killing animals is supposed to be humane right but like no but it's not i watched will coley slit a goat's throat and i can tell you there was nothing humane about it no. it wasn't torturous but it wasn't humane. That wasn't a nice, happy way to die. No,
2: and I've seen um, like the mass production factory farm version of kosher.
0: Oh, good lord! And I can only it imagine. Is,
2: it's so much worse. Like just, just do it the normal way. Just shoot them in the head. I don't get that's why. what I
0: wish people would do. That's it's that's just
2: normal. It's that's the normal way to do it, and and I, I can't even describe on the radio what I saw in this kosher beef facility or whatever but it was or decapitate it, them yeah but that's such a something clean, an instant yeah. you know like it's that that's humane if you're going to kill someone what
1: is the problem with the like electrocution rods i i have only ever seen forks over knives and i don't think they got into that but i, I don't always think thought that kills them oh i thought that's what it's for or no. at least stuns them to where they're passed out then they can be killed whatever way without well, experiencing it
0: electrocuting people to death that was something that like America used to do that was the death yeah, penalty, the right? Chair, and yeah. it was
4: yeah.
0: tremendously traumatic. Yeah. And and some people lived through these experiences, obviously, because it's not a. It was a slow, torturous. It's torturing someone with electricity until they die.
1: But with these things, it's like they're going through a line, and it's literally like zap, zap, zap. It's not like the chair, how it takes yeah. thirty seconds or whatever. So
2: I don't know. See, I, I haven't seen that. Uh, I mean,
0: I, I feel know. like most Americans out there would be willing to pay an extra. 10% or an extra 15% to just give the pig some sort of drugs no, and put them to sleep.
2: No, they wouldn't. They really wouldn't. People, I have to think I've, better of people. Than, if no. they
0: saw that video, video, I think they would. If they saw that video and was like, okay, look, if I can just pay 10% more, for this pig nope. for these pigs to be put to sleep.
1: It's because I, of the humans thinking that they're better than every everything else yeah. thing we were talking about earlier. People are just like it's just a pig. Well, like people will, like my parents and people like that will just literally say that like, yeah, but like that's, you know, it's unfortunate but it's just a
2: pig. It's not it's, a human. It's not even just that though because I've I've done so much of this work where I've, you know, sh- tried to show people whatever. People are so good at just ignoring it. They're so good. They're like, I've seen this thing, and they will black it out of their memory. How do they they do that? I I know a lot of people. I was even asked by my own sister because we're having a pig roast at our wedding. I obviously don't eat meat, but I understand, you know, my partner does, and there's going to be meat served at my wedding. That's just, you know, whatever, whatever. And my own sister was like, I can't believe you're going to have a pig roast. Like, And I'm like, well, there's going to be meat there. She couldn't like the pig roast and actually seeing the full body pig to her that wasn't that to her that was tremendously different than just serving regular meat. She she eats meat, she's not a vegetarian, but just the fact that it had a head and legs and that you could see it okay. to her that was so different and to me, I know the truth. You know what I mean? Right. Like meat is meat. I know that this was an animal once. It doesn't matter what it looks like to me. It doesn't matter if it's processed or if it's cut up, that is still an animal. So either way, there's going to be meat at my wedding. I would rather that pig roast come from a. I mean, I know the farmers. I is know it
0: Bardo the, Farms. It
2: is Bardo
1: Farms. Awesome. you know? Yeah, I mean, so they, they like take good care where, of their
0: pigs. They're free range exactly. pigs. Exactly. Like
2: I know where this better. pig is coming from. Like yeah, the, it, yeah it didn't, exact, didn't live a horrible life or eat. Crappy food. And I'm supporting or... my community.
0: See, you know? I wasn't convinced that that was true. I'd I always I heard either. that. But right. then I went to Local Burger, which they don't always, I mean, they source their meat from local farms, certainly, but not local in the way that part of farms is local, yeah. right? And I just, one day I was like, I'm going to get the grass-fed beef. And I did. And holy crap, just the, the difference between yeah. the grain-fed beef and the actual grass-fed beef. Mm-hmm. Dude, I will take grass-fed any day of the week.
2: Well, you have to think about it. Cows are supposed to eat grass, you know what I mean? Not soy. They're not supposed to eat soy and corn and grain. It's so bad for them. So imagine, you know, as you are what you eat, right? Your cells are constantly regenerating from the energy that is being fueled into the body. So I can just imagine what that does. And even think about people. I mean, when people eat, people that eat high carb diet versus people who eat high oil diet, the way they carry their fat is completely different, you know, so we can even yeah. see how different diets in humans affect the body differently and the same thing is true for animals.
0: Earthlings was one of the films that really got me. I'd watched Food Incorporated before, but that's more yeah. about how just eat the evil corporations, I mean, they're, yeah. they're obviously evil, but Earthlings, man. Mm-hmm that one if i had not been in mississippi look if you live in mississippi you're there's no possibility of becoming a vegan mm-hmm. there's no vegetarianism around you there are no restaurants that cater to you there's no stores that cater to you you can just
1: smell barbecue while you're driving
0: around yeah you're you're eating salads every meal and that's pretty much it if you want to be even a vegetarian in mississippi so it was not a realistic possibility but like that when I die and I face whatever creator of the universe, I like the idea that the, the animals of Earth will be the ones who judge our souls, right? Yeah. Because you can't learn anything by how someone treats their equals or their superiors. But if you want to learn something about someone, you want to learn what their heart really is, judge how they treat things that are inferior to them and people who are inferior to them.
2: That's a great point.
0: That's how you learn. And so the closest we have to that on Earth are the animals. So let's get all of the animals out there, all of the spiders, all of the birds. And, you know, in my crazy little fevered imagining of this, the, the spiders have the wisdom to understand that they weren't killed for malicious reasons or evil reasons. They were killed because they were killed. Because they, they were I creepy. Mean, right. So that, that was just a part of life for them. They didn't kill the fly to be malicious. They killed the fly to eat him. We killed the spider to safeguard our baby or our animals or whatever. So, in my little world where the animals are judging us, they have the wisdom to separate necessary slaughter. But anyway, let the animals judge us and say that this person was good or this person was bad.
1: Coconut would send all male people to hell. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wouldn't. I thought you.
0: I thought you said coconut was gay.
1: Oh no, I meant male, like male delivery people. Oh, oh I was like he is gay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he loves men he's, he's very confused okay yeah that that makes a bit more sense <laughs> yeah, well even azria you know Osria is a super friendly dog she loves everyone but there's something about the male person why is it it's so weird Be- i don't know because they come <laughs> My- every day
2: yeah because they uh invade their house uh, yeah and, and then so so what it is is they bark and then as like after they bark that, you know, obviously, you know, the UPS man comes, delivers the package and then leaves. So they think their barking actually did something. They don't realize <laughs> that the person just left because they were going to leave either way. They're like, oh, look, I did it. I barked and he
1: left. That's a good point because he also <laughs> barks like crazy when like Matt is on our front porch. Yeah. But if Matt comes in, he's like, oh, it's Matt. He doesn't hate Matt. But when he seriously, I'm not joking, like it doesn't matter if we're down the street and the male person that comes to our house is walking down the street far away from our house, He will he's unconsolable. Like, he won't shut up, and he's so mean. I don't know why yeah. I went into this.
2: I do kind of trust the judgment of dogs, though. I remember, yeah. speaking of Azria at Porkfest last year, I think, you know, whatever, I was petting her, and she was kind of guarding the Free Talk Live campsite well, area.
0: In as much as a golden retriever guards anything, right?
2: No, but I brought someone up and she growled at them Did and then she? instantly after that i was like i don't like this person anymore yeah it's obvious when coconut <laughs> doesn't like people and
1: he's never liked someone that i thought was or disliked somebody that ended up being a good person
0: dogs are interesting like that azria's thing is that she hates being leashed up and she wants to be able to go play with people and when she's leashed up she can't and she thinks that barking will get their attention she doesn't she legit doesn't understand that that scares people 603-283-6160 there's more coming up is faith fading it is free talk live, and you can join us six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty if you would like to do that. And go got the number 603-283-6160 with you tonight. It's Arya, Bonnie, and Nikki. And coming up, I have got to talk about the book Nevada at some point because I did recently read it. I didn't know what to expect going into it. I knew it was about a trans character and a potentially trans
1: dude. I'm just glad you say Nevada because I hate people that say Nevada.
0: Fine,
2: okay, I guess I'll just leave.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just well, kidding, but I don't like that. I don't know why. It doesn't matter if it's correct or not. Like, I just don't like Nevada. It's like caramel, I, caramel. Yeah, yeah.
0: I didn't know, Well, sort of, except the people in Nevada say Nevada.
1: don't care about that. That's what I've I know, made but sure it, of.
0: It's their state, so they're the <laughs> ones who get to say how it's pronounced. That, that's just the way I view it, right? So if they say it's Nevada, I'm like, all right, it's I Nevada. say
1: Massachusetts. Moss? Yeah, I say Massachusetts. Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> I was to say, well, you can't. <laughs> you
2: can't.
1: I still slip you can't a lot. Do that.
0: <laughs> I still slip a lot. And we'll say Nevada here and there on accident, but when you know, I try to always say Nevada.
1: It literally has nothing to do with just the fact that I grew up saying Nevada and like my parents said Nevada, and when I heard Nevada, I was like, "That's wrong," and that's it. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, maybe they were from Nevada. I mean, you mentioned they were. I mean, you're from Utah and all of that, so that's right around.
1: No, we didn't live in Utah until I was like 17, uh, okay. only because of the military.
0: But it's like Arkansas, right? no one no one says arkansas right exactly <laughs> no one would call it arkansas because they know it's arkansas but i mean it's it's spelled like arkansas yeah. right? but
1: people who don't know do say arkansas or illinois yep.
0: also true <laughs> let's go to the phones before we get into all of that though anyway i want to talk about the book because it was it was it's got no plot at all hmm. and it managed to be exhilarating and entertaining. It kept mm-hmm. my interest all the way through. There were periods where I was excited about the possibility of reading, and I don't have a whole lot of time to just sit around reading, but I made time, and I'm glad I did. I want to talk about that because I I suggest just about everyone out there reading, but a lot of people won't get it. But before we get into that, let's go to the phones. We have Joe on the line from Maryland. Joe, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Hi, Aria. Hi, Nikki. Hi, you. Uh... Bonnie. How's everybody doing?
0: Good. What's on your mind tonight?
5: Okay. Um, uh, I know you don't believe in it and stuff like that, but I, didn't catch I do that. pray for you every day, are you?
0: I, I didn't catch I, what the first thing you said was.
5: Oh, I know you don't believe in it, but I do pray every day for you. And I, and everybody in Coast life. I well, pray that you see what you are looking for, and I pray for the protection of everyone else.
0: I appreciate that, uh, Joe. And I don't... A, a long time ago, you know, little angsty, cringy atheist me would have been like, you're wasting your breath or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't necessarily think that's true. Now, there's there's a greater than zero chance that these positive thoughts that you're putting out there into the universe are going to manifest. Oh, absolutely. Right? Right, so, that's
1: why I love that my grandma and mom pray for like me and Ian. I think yeah, it's nice. It's no, human. Yeah,
2: I absolutely believe in the power of prayer.
0: So I don't think it's a waste of breath or anything like that. I, I don't think, I don't believe that there is a being out there who can be persuaded by the pairs of others, but just the concept of prayer as a whole is just sending love out into the universe. You're sending love out there for people you care about. You know, you pray for your family, your friends or whatever, because you love them and you care about them. When you pray, all you're asking is for good things to happen to Mm -hmm. them. It's, it's just sharing love out into the universe, and that's a beautiful... It doesn't even matter to me. Maybe prayer does nothing. Maybe maybe these thoughts never materialize into anything. So, someone's putting love out into the universe, yeah. and to me, that's a positive thing.
1: And how many times have you, like, thought of someone you hadn't talked to in a while, and then they, like, text you, like, I was thinking yeah. of you. That's literally happened to me millions of times. Yeah, also, you know, like sure. I
5: told you before, I did see the... Uh... I had a vision where the universe was created when I was at an Indian reservation, the Red Road Gathering.
0: Oh, that's right. uh, In
5: South Dakota. Yeah. So, uh, I really believe, you know, like I said, I'm Catholic, uh, ex Oliver boy, and I had the religion beaten in me by the nuns, but hey, what can I say? All I can say is God bless all. Okay, take it easy, everybody. Yeah, thank you so
0: much, Joe. And, you know, God bless you as well, or whatever the atheist equivalent of that would be I'm Satan well, that would be the Satanist equivalent, uh, but you know, Satan bless you so that uh, might uh, I don't offend wanna, some- yeah i I, <laughs> I try kind of not to Satanist. say that to Christians right yeah, and he they specifically take that the said that he was a Christian, I think he would know that I didn't mean it in that sense, but that's just that's going to happen when my chosen deity is the enemy of their chosen deity right mm-hmm. yeah the the disconnect is that. The devil or Satan is the bad guy. He's the evil. He's the he's the evil one. He's the devil to Christians. But to Satanists, he isn't. Yeah, it's a perception thing. Right. You know. So I, I, I tend not to say, I try not to wear my religion, obviously, out there anyway. Like, obviously, people who look at me, they know anything about me. They know I'm a Satanist. Mm-hmm. I've got all of the... All of the pentagrams and all of that stuff, and the sigil of Lucifer on a ring that I wear, and si- similar crap to that. But I don't go around saying "hell Satan" or the equivalent of you know "Hail Mary" or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I I try to be more subtle than that.
1: I was it was
0: a joke, right? Anyway. But anyway, I do think I do thank you for the for the positive thoughts, even if they don't result in anything, there's no harm, certainly, in putting love out there.
2: There is a... So, like, praying for people, I think, is a positive thing. Uh, I used to work at this restaurant. It was a Thai restaurant, and the three... There was three of us that worked there. We were all, you know, women with colored hair and visible tattoos and piercings. Sure. And we would get a lot of people that would come in, and they would leave, like, the little pamphlets, like, the Bible... The study right. groups and stuff like that. And up here, Tracks. I mean, that might be common where you guys are from, but...
0: It's that, super common where I'm that from. That doesn't
2: Tracks, yeah. happen up here a lot. I've only okay. had it happen to me at that restaurant, and I think it's because we were all heavily tattooed women. Um, but we would get people, like this. this one girl that I worked with, this girl from her high school came in and was like can I pray on you? <laughs> and, and meanwhile, we're having our lunch break. Like, we're not even on the clock. We're just enjoying a meal. And she comes over, and it's, like, awkward. It's like, you don't say no to that, I guess. So she just put her hands on her and was praying on her. But it made my coworker extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, she does not believe in God. It it was just made her very uncomfortable. And it might have been a nice thing, but it seemed like... You need saving. You look like you're a non-believer or I know you don't believe and I want to. It it can seem very preachy and it. Like I know your life is going bad because you have tattoos. Yes. Yes, Like it, it can come off the wrong way. So I think there are positive ways to pray for people. And I don't think it's something that you need consent to do as long as it's with good, positive intention. That's just my belief. Other people might disagree. But uh, I think there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it.
0: <laughs> you know the phenomenon where if someone holds out something and starts talking to you, then like handing it to you, you. Almost everyone will just automatically grab it. Yeah. The only truly awkward time I was ever accosted by a religious person was when I was at a Walmart with my sister. She was picking up some medication or something. And I was just standing there with her waiting. And this older gentleman comes up to me, and he has me a card, and I just instinctively take it, and then he starts talking about trying to get me to come to his church. I was like, no, 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 thank you. I don't believe in that. And I I didn't want the card at that point. I was like, this is useless to me. This is just garbage. I'm going to have to throw away later. He flat refused to take it back. And he, like, dude, why did you even come up to me? I'm just standing here in a pair of kickwear with a Maryland SS shirt on. I don't need saving. I've realized that in your weird little world I do, but... That was an unpleasant experience. Mm -hmm. I did end up ultimately going to a church, but it was my grandmother's church. And they had a prayer board where you take a post-it note and you write down something that you want people to pray over, right? And then you put it on the post-it note, I mean, on the board. And at the end of each sermon, they go by it and every person takes one post-it note home. And and then they pray about that all week long or whatever. I don't know if it works or not. However, I decided to take a blank one home. So I took this blank post-it note home. And I stuck it on my mirror so that I would see it every day to remind myself that if I wanted something, if, if I wanted something to manifest and it was my responsibility not to pray for it, but to go out there and make it happen. Yeah. And that was a reminder of that. And to me, that is probably a more effective way of dealing with these sort of things. Like instead of praying for a new job, like maybe a lot of people wrote out there, I want a new job. Right. So they've yeah, got go these do people something, out there. will yeah.
2: apply. And I think. Like to me a lot of what like prayer and manifestation is is just mindset. So not just asking God for things, but really like just keeping your mindset. Like if you if you want to attract abundance, like you have to be in a mindset for abundance. You can't be like, oh, I got all these bills, I'm broke, I have no money. You have to think abundantly, but with that you also have to make the actual steps to get a new job or to make money or, you know, whatever comes with abundance.
0: Um, Absolutely. Let's go to the phones if I can find the cursor. We have Chuck on the line from Washington. Chuck, not church. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Uh,
6: Thank you for taking my call. And uh, I just wanted to say uh, I'd like to take a a minute to say a prayer for David Olson from New Mexico.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. Yeah. He uh, called you Chuckles, the uh, clown from Washington. David has this. David all right, I'm has
6: a funny person, but whatever.
0: He gets into arguments with so many callers, and I have <laughs> n- I have no idea. David has issues, man. If I've learned anything, he's got more issues than Time Magazine. Man, he does, David. If you're listening, go ahead and call. Give us a call. Let it, let let us hash this out because I I prefer Chuck's calls right. over David's. Like for a long
6: time, well, I wouldn't even answer David's right call. Right I'm sorry? He's milking, he's milking cows right now, and I tried to tell him, dude, I only got male cows. Oh, my God. <laughs> so what's on your mind tonight, Chuck? So the whole idea of uh, buying fire insurance, and uh, I'm sorry. Um, I, I, the, one of the, uh, your uh, uh, colleagues there, uh, the young lady that was uh, coerced into buying fire insurance because she was trying to uh, escape hell. Uh, what's
0: oh, the, uh, uh, you're you're using fire insurance as the analogy, um, or as an analogy well, for really is, Christianity and this idea that, uh, in order to save oneself from hell or to get insurance against going to hell, one believes in Jesus. Okay, I thought you meant someone was actually like buying fire That's what insurance. I was like, yeah, so I, I had yeah, you to
6: actually did when you when, well, you when you did that in a, in a spiritual sense. I mean. I know there's a difference between religion and spirituality, and we can... Ian has me
0: convinced that there isn't, that that's a misnomer. I had never really thought about it, Ian.
1: Ian, yeah, Ian said that to me, too.
0: And, you know, I had always operated on the same sort of (laughs) idea, that spirituality and religion were different things, that you could be spiritual without being religious, and... I believe they're different things. I, I did, and I, I, I don't have yeah. Ian's capability to argue with it because I'm I'm a convert to that idea myself. Mm. But I no longer think they're different. Well, I, I the,
6: argued with the, him. Go the, ahead, the, talk the, hard. The, the, the I'm sorry. Um, the difference between religion and spirituality is the religion is the show and the theater that we provide for others to 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 um, acknowledge that we have that. Uh, capability to fall in line with some kind of belief system, whether that be uh, a, uh, a mock vampire uh, execution every Sunday at a Catholic church when you're taking in communion or uh, drinking uh, the venom from a snake, whatever you wanna do. But then you've got the spiritual angle where that's a personal thing that you're you, every person has to go through themselves and it's an inner thing. And, uh, to be quite honest with you, I choose not to choose to, to take part in religion. So I take part in spirituality, but I have to intake what the whole religious realm kind of provides me for food right now. And, and quite frankly, when you guys talk about all this kind of stuff, the Bible and stuff like that, it really, uh, it's fun. It's fun to, uh, Really consider about that because really all we we all lo- are looking for fire insurance and we're looking for uh, ultimately what happens at the end of our lives and are we going to uh, find peace or or torment and uh, that's the real worry I think that uh, we have to acknowledge in all this discussion right I mean
0: <laughs> it shouldn't be right because. I mean, the fact that there even is a religion that suggests that there's torment waiting on us in the afterlife is appalling. Like, mm-hmm. what sort of warped, twisted, sick human being came up with this idea?
2: Well, how are you going to coerce
0: people to believe in your religion? <laughs>
4: The, the exactly. Muslims
0: managed to do it. The Hindus so managed to do church. it. The Buddhists have managed to do it. All of them without a hell. The, Muslim the Jews con- didn't have a hell. No, the Muslim concept of hell. They do have a concept of hell, but it's not permanent, and it's more like it's more like a guilt caused thing mm-hmm. where you burn away all of your guilt. That that sort of thing, and it's and it's temporary, right? But in the Christian hell, it's it's permanent, and it's I I I just cannot reconcile. The idea of any sort of torment with a loving God—they're
2: pretty good at uh, converting exactly. people, though. Well,
6: imagine That's that the thing, right? Well, you need people to feed your, uh, uh, you know, your offer, table offering there every. Uh, come on, you know, we, yeah. we, every Wednesday and th- Sunday you need to be, or Saturday if you're a uh, Seventh Day Adventist or mm-hmm. whatever. No, no offense to the to the Nicolaitans out there, but uh, we'll get. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the call tonight, Chuck. I, it is, a, I find the topics interesting as well. And it, based on, you know, what we get from callers, because we've been getting a lot of callers on Wednesdays lately, I, I tend to think other people find the topics fascinating well, as well. Well, did you hear
1: about the email? No. We got an email from supposedly our biggest fan saying, me and you are ruining the show because, um, we aren't Christian.
0: Who's our biggest fan?
1: Uh, I don't remember his name. Actually, uh, Ian knows. Is anyone on the show a Christian?
0: Uh, I no. Can't think I, of hold anybody. Hold on, because we we have I a mean, list maybe of people there is. who are I on the I show. I don't want to say. We can that. figure this out. Let's see. Uh, there's all of us, right? Uh, Conan possibly no. Conan's not a Christian. Captain definitely not. Ca- no, uh, not. Peak list, definitely not. Uh, nobody. Nope. He's uh, the Pope of the Church of the Invisible Hand. Richie Rich, I, I would suggest just probably I don't I think so,
2: but I don't know. doesn't seem
0: like it. I mean, he's got the piercings of the facial piercings of someone who is not a Christian, right? <laughs> and, I mean, we laugh at that, but like, you don't really get nose rings and stuff if you're a Christian. Yeah. Part of the whole my body is a temple thing. Just based
1: I, I on know. stuff he's told I've me about it. his past, it made me not think that he's a
0: Christian. Yeah, I, I don't think... I don't think anybody affiliated with the show is Christian. I get different emails. So I've been getting a lot of emails for the last few weeks about different things related to the show. And um, one of these people, I don't remember her name, but she emails me pretty much at the end of every Wednesday. And she, she loves the, the take that we've been having lately. So I don't know, different, different things for different people. But let's keep going with the phones. We have Jamie on the line from Alabama. Jamie, you're on Free Talk Live.
7: Hey, you want to hear Eastern religions? Try Jehovah's Witness.
1: (laughs) Were you raised Jehovah's Witness?
7: No, but I've been studying with them since 2010.
1: Oh. What's interesting about them? They don't believe
7: in fiery brimstone, hell. They believe (laughs) that uh, Jesus Christ and God is separate, (laughs) and the Holy Spirit is separate. And, yeah, they're kind of a weird religion.
0: Yeah, I don't know anything about them. I had a friend growing up who Mm -hmm. was a... Well, my sister had a friend who was a Jehovah's Witness, but other than the fact that she was excommunicated, I think, for dating a black guy, I don't remember the specifics now. That's weird,
1: because the Jehovah's Witness I've known have all been black. Yeah, me too. My uh, sister's friend also, who is a Jehovah's Witness, she didn't have birthdays or if she couldn't receive gifts and things
7: like that. holidays or B-days except for Passover.
1: So are you thinking of converting, or are you just interested in it?
7: I'm just interested in it. I ain't converting to nothing. No. Mm-hmm. I grew up as a Baptist, and I believe that Jesus Christ and God is, and the Holy Ghost is one. And that there's a fire brimstone hell, and that there's a heaven and Satan and all that, but I spiritually walked away.
1: Oh, you walked away from it? That's what you grew up believing?
7: Yeah. Okay. I grew up believing what I heard about pop was growing up in a family church, but...
0: So you do or you do not believe that right now
7: I I don't know what to believe anymore, man
0: okay, I mean that's fair that's a that's a valid take. I mean that's
2: how I feel, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I wish
0: more people had the honesty to say man I, I I just don't know one of the issues I have with theists, that is people who assert a belief in a theistic type of God, not a deist type of God or one of those, but anyway, is that they as Bonnie mentioned, you know, they sort of cheapen the mysteries of the universe. They, they claim to know so, what humans are, how we got here, what we're yeah. doing, and their answer to what humans are doing and what we're supposed to be, it's it's disgustingly petty.
2: And yeah. Who could even possibly know all that? Who could uh, even imagine or assume that they know have the wisdom and the knowledge of gods?
0: Yeah. Right. Excellent question. He's, he's an atheist, so, you know. Who's an atheist? A cousin. He okay. is. Yeah, I mean, I'm also an atheist. Um, it depends on the definition that a person uses. Again, there's a bunch of different types of atheists, I would argue. And most of the right. atheists that I am familiar with and I've heard about and that I've watched and listened to and who have inspired me and impacted me and all of that stuff are going to be the atheists yeah. who fall under the I lack a belief banner. Maybe some of them, right. but like, and one of the biggest things we hear as atheists as well, if, you know, having a belief, having no belief in God or lacking a belief for God or whatever is a religion is a religion. And it's like, no, mm. if that's the case, then not collecting stamps is a hobby hmm. and not playing right. the guitar is a, and not playing football is a sport. It's complete nonsense.
7: Exactly. Oh, one more thing. What well, do you think about these 16 and 17 year old kids having a sex change operation?
0: I don't think they're going to find a doctor who's willing to do that. And by sex change operation, you mean uh, gender reassignment surgery for those. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no need to apologize. I'm just clarifying for the listener out there. It's what trans oh, okay. people would call bottom surgery. Um, I don't think you're going to find very many doctors who are willing to do it for anyone under the age of 18. And there's a couple of reasons for this, as they were learning with some of these that they've done more recently. If they don't allow the person to go through puberty, then there's not enough material to work with to do what needs to be done.
7: Yeah, exactly. I think it's kind of wrong for little kids to have their stuff cut off anyway well, little
1: kids it's not happening but 16 and 17 is like the cusp where I, it's just hard to say like are they old enough to know how i don't know i, I don't have kids
2: i mean honestly i have issues with it just it. for like solely medical reasons even for adults i have heard of and seen things go horribly wrong is it really true I looked into this last
1: night because I saw a meme and I was like this has to be fake about about the width of my hand of muscle missing from the forearm of someone and it looked mm-hmm. like freakish and it was female to male they took all the muscle there and and it said it would never grow back and it looked freakish like it looked like it's just bone right. there the rest of them is Wait, why regular would they do that and they take that to make the yeah.
0: An organ, right? Organ.
1: Yeah. And it's. I didn't know that. It seems to be true from what I started Googling. And it. Oh, I just wow. feel like, is there no better way? Is there no donated organs? Do you have to take it from your own body? And, and it doesn't grow back. And you just have to Google what I'm talking about.
2: I don't know. I, I, I just feel just, like we're not far
1: enough uh, along in science if that's the solution.
7: Yeah. I mean, once I talked to Ian about it, and uh, he said that is wrong for them cutting the male's genitals off. And I said, yeah, it went and the girl's uh, breast off.
0: Well, I, I, I imagine there was some context to what Ian said that, you know, you're, you're not including there. Like, certainly, it's male, genital, male genital mutilation is wrong. Like, circumcision, circumcision that's obviously yeah. wrong. Uh, female genital mutilation is certainly yeah. wrong. But uh, uh, Ian certainly didn't say, you know, it's wrong for a 21-year-old man to get a gender yeah, reassignment surgery. Yeah. I mean, oh,
1: well, not I mean, an assignment, reassignment, but he got a vasectomy. Okay, well, yeah, there's also
0: that. Oh, but a teenager, that's messed up. Well, I mean, I mean, why would you say, it's? I've been having sex since I was like 13 years old, and I, I don't want bottom surgery, right? I, I specifically don't, but if I did, that would have been the case back when I was 13 years old, and nothing that I want today is different, fundamentally, from what I wanted back when I was 13 years old.
1: And when it gets like oh, 17, yeah. it's like... I'm not- lots of people Perfect. like moved out of the house for multiple years, but by the time, they're, seven, I definitely had you know. an
0: experience and thank you so much for the call tonight, Jamie. Um, this topic is worth exploring a little bit more because I definitely had experiences in life that made me a little different from your average 13 year old, right? Like, I had been through a bunch of crap at that point that raised my maturity levels beyond the average person. So, do I think 13 years is a a good enough age for gender reassignment surgery? No! And I don't mean to suggest it is 603-283-6160, but there is no good answer. Free Talk Live. free talk live and you are invited to join us 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that that's 603-283-6160 with you in the studio tonight it's aria nikki and bonnie and we got sort of blindsided a bit by uh jamie i think from alabama was it georgia i don't remember now alabama Uh, yeah thank you jamie asked us a question about transitioning and whether or not we felt it was okay for sixteen or seventeen year olds, I mean the way it was portrayed was, you know, in the worst possible, you know, life. Mm-hmm. What do you think about them cutting off, you know, or forcing or having kids do sex changes or whatever? It's like well, I get why they call it gender reassignment surgery now. They don't even call it that anymore, right? Now it's gender affirmation surgery. And I I don't wanna even get into why they're calling it that versus what it should be as a general rule. I, I suspect that for 99% of trans people out there, bottom surgery would be a bad idea. Yeah. I, that's just my personal opinion. You know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. I'm just a trans person. And I would suggest before a person gets bottom surgery that they spend a long, long time seriously considering what it's going to be like to have that surgery
1: and because of that it just seems like in in most cases i say like go ahead and have sex when you're 16 to 17 who cares you're old enough to have sex but yeah. in the, something like that i mean having sex with somebody doesn't change your life for the rest of your life just have safe sex and don't get pregnant and don't get an std but uh, and I don't know why people act like it changes your life for the rest of your life, and it's traumatic. No matter what, it doesn't matter how, what the sex was like. It's trauma. I, I don't understand that.
0: Puritans, maybe. I mean, that's right. and they, they I mean, look at how they define virginity or how they've set up virginity. Right? Uh, you
1: lost it. You never get it back. Yeah,
0: they're they're so full of crap that in their worldview, what they really believe is that having sex with a man is such a, such a major thing that it will fundamentally change you for the rest of your life. Right. Spoiler alert, yeah. it doesn't. No, But, but that, that's the mythology they created. Just yeah. sex is this great, big, wondrous thing. And it's like, no, it's not.
2: Well, like, and it's also a way to weaponize sexuality, right? Mm. Like you, people can't explore... Like, sexuality is such an important thing. And it's just a way to make people feel dirty for natural human functions.
1: My friend who is a virgin was like, should I have sex with this guy? I'm just like so... I just don't know if I should have him be the first one. I was like, someone's got to be your first one.
0: Yeah, fair point. But you're you're right. You're absolutely right in that having sex isn't a life-changing thing, right? You you're not going to live with the consequences of having sex for the rest of your life if you're 16 and you get drunk in a field one night, right? Probably. I mean, if you choose, to, if you get pregnant, you choose yeah, to carry that baby different. to term, then yeah, it's going to affect you for the rest of your life. But in and of itself, having sex is not going to fundamentally change your life. However, bottom surgery will.
1: Now that's what I was trying to get. At. I forgot why we were talking about yeah. sex.
0: And, I, you know, I mentioned the book Nevada recently because I did read it. And one of the things that it highlights is that the trans character in there, Maria, she has gender dysphoria about the male parts of her body any interaction with them whatsoever gives her anxiety or she disassociates or i don't understand what that's like right and yeah. i'm not going to claim to i i i don't understand what that's like it may be that bad where a person has to have gender reassignment surgery or sexual reassignment surgery or gender affirmation surgery or whatever the hell you want to call it in order to deal with that but if there, i tend to think it's probably unlikely that that's true for most people and i suspect again i'm not a therapist i'm not an expert i suspect that therapy can help you get past that without having to go to sexual reassignment surgery
2: what not- what my real fear about the sexual reassignment surgery is that like with a lot of procedures people that are getting it aren't told the full extent of all of the possible complications due to it's such a new thing.
0: It's not even the, necessarily the complications. I've had two surgeries and I was woefully unprepared for both of them. Mm-hmm. In, in neither one of these surgeries, both of them done by the same surgeon, the surgeon was like, okay, look, this is going to cause you major difficulties for a very long time. Right. You know, This is, yes, you're going to be in and out. You're not going to stay in the hospital and you know, you're not going to be like the vocal surgery. You're not gonna be able to talk for three weeks, but then you'll be more or less fine. That was how they portrayed it. I was like, okay, I can go three weeks without talking. He didn't specify that for the rest of my life, I was not going to have the vocal tone and vocal quality that I had previously. In fact, I have a follow-up meeting with them this upcoming Monday. I was supposed to go Tuesday, but I put it off. But um, because they botched the vocal surgery and it's time for me to actually deal with that now that I don't have other things to deal with. So anyway, they didn't warn me that it was probably going to be more like six months before my voice lost the scratchiness. Because you can go back to those episodes from June of last year where my voice was still tremendously scratchy. And it was because of that vocal surgery or whatever or the pain that persisted in my throat as a result of the surgery for a long period of time. And they didn't tell me that in regard to the forehead surgery that I had that, you know, yes, you're going to feel fine. It's not going to hurt after a week or so, but like you're, it's still going to cause some problems. Like there's still a bump up here. There's some bumps here and stretches the wrong way. It still hurts. And mm-hmm. these are long term effects of having these surgeries that I wasn't told anything about.
2: No, because you might not have gotten it if you were told. Maybe you would. But there's a lot of people where if you tell them all of those things, they'll say, you know what? Never mind. Yeah, I would not I'm have, not going to spend the money to do this anymore.
0: I would not have gotten the vocal surgery if, you know? if I had known.
2: And I've in the same thing with, you know, you know, females who have gotten a breast augmentation. They were not told any of the possible side effects and all they knew is oh you know girls get boob jobs all the time totally normal totally you know and then they almost died because of it and their body rejected the implants I knew a girl these are the things that surgeons don't tell you
1: I knew a girl that got a nose job and she lived out in the middle of nowhere where I did in Utah so she came back and then her nose just started bleeding like profusely and had to go you know 50 plus miles away and I, was, I mean, that would be
2: a terrifying. Yeah. Experience. What if she died? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. like that can happen, and you sign waivers and stuff. Where it's like, you know, not there to mention, might not be something you can do about it.
0: The actual complications, right? Like, um, the when I had, they put staples in my head. Right, what they did yeah. with the vocal, the forehead surgery was they cut off my face. Basically, they chiseled away some skull and they stapled my face back on. Sounds gruesome. It is tremendously gruesome, right? <laughs> But anyway, so after a week or so, I went back down there to get the staples taken out. And as I was driving home, I was like, "Man, that feels that that feels like it's metal or something." So I get home and I get a friend. She stopped by and I was like, "Can you check?" And sure enough, they yeah. had missed like five staples. Five? Right.
2: I thought it was just one. They missed five?
1: No, it,
0: it was multiple. I don't know the exact number, but, but it was still. I it mean, was between even three and five.
1: One
0: is right. They, they missed several so, staples and like they what, should know,
2: they should have it written down
1: right,
0: how many they should they, have, okay, they so, should count but they don't
2: so there's a thing where in operating rooms there is a scrub tech or whoever it is they do a count. It is very important to do the count of how many sponges, how much gauze, how many scalpels every every single thing that is in the operating room there is a count that is done before that person gets closed up. Because you don't want to leave a gauze or, a, you know, a piece of equipment inside of somebody that could kill them. Right. So it's a very important thing. So I'm just wondering why they wouldn't do that. Well, with... this wasn't
0: during the surgery. This was, I mean, they put the staples on after the surgery. But they should the have surgery. that written
2: down. They should know.
0: You would think so. And right? they should do a it count should have afterwards. Out, okay,
2: we put okay, okay, 20 staples. Aria, yeah, Aria had 20 staples in her head. I took 20 staples out. You would think that that's you, basic.
0: You would think so. But, um... Evidently, that didn't happen, and I had to go back down. But like, what if I lived in California? Because this surgeon that I used, top of his field, right? So it's not. Su- yeah. It's possible that someone fly all the way out here from California to use this guy, and then what are they supposed to do? Because they made me go back down. I was like, can't I just like go to the yeah,
4: the, the urgent, urgent care, care clinic whatever, here yeah. and
0: get them taken out? I was like, well you should really go to the surgeon who did all of this. I was like, okay, I oh, mean fine, the one whatever. that screwed up. <laughs> right. So, I mean, that's when I had this conversation with them Monday. I mean, this is the, where I'm coming from. It's like, Hey, you remember that time you guys left staples in my head? Cause I mean, I remember that time and I had to spend two and a half hours driving back down here. So you could do it again after I had driven down here two and a half hours the day before I remember all of that. So anyway, lots of complications can happen in surgery and those are relatively minor surgeries. I mean, they're complicated because no surgery is simple, but like forehead contouring or brow lift surgery, which is what I had on my forehead, tremendously more simple than what we're talking about when it comes to sexual reassignment surgery. And you're, you're going to lose an organ of your body forever.
2: I mean, there could be nerve damage. You could lose feeling and talk about body dysmorphia. Yeah. I mean, what if it gets worse? And, you know, I know there there's a bunch of what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. I'm not trying to, like, fear right. monger or, like, convince people who are dead set on getting these operations. But I have just seen and heard of things going horribly wrong where it just might not be worth it. And there might. And it sounds awful to, like, suggest people get therapy,
0: right? I don't. I guess it does, but it shouldn't because. I live in a world, you know, when I grew up, it was frowned upon. You, you're you in therapy? What's wrong with you? But that's yeah. not true now. Almost everyone I know has a therapist. And it's just, it's been normalized. Thankfully, having a therapist has been normalized. Yeah. But I i don't trust the therapists that are out there today because they're too quick to say, yes, you, you, you should start taking hormones and get gender reassignment surgery. Instead of like, well... Is this actually right for this person who has gender dysphoria or body dysphoria or whatever? They use transgenderism and these surgeries as ready-to-go solutions to problems that may not. Maybe this person just wants to wear drag on weekends or whatever. And now you've got them permanently changing their life and their their wife is going to divorce them or whatever. Maybe all of that wasn't really necessary for this particular person. But because of the social climate that we're in, the therapist isn't Mm -hmm. even allowed to say, well, you may not be trans. You may just like wearing women's clothes every once in a while.
2: Well, and kind of going back to Jamie, I think her name was, the caller before that asked the question. So going back to what she was kind of asking about with like children and teenagers, I think a lot of kids are experimenting with maybe wearing, sure, you know, the opposite gender's clothing or doing things that aren't part of gender roles or, you know, they're just exploring themselves and their sexuality. And I'm afraid that in this current climate, they will jump to oh I'm trans which is fine even if they want to oh if they want to explore that yeah absolutely and decide yeah I I legit am trans or no I'm not if they need to explore that I think that's great but I think to jump to getting operations and surgeries especially gender reassignment surgery where there could be a lot of I mean you get a boob job you can get those taken out like that can be fixed sure I don't think you can fix
0: no there's no fixing Having,
2: it. You know, they, like that's kind of just permanent, and there can be permanent damage done. So I'm just afraid that some teenagers might be getting pushed into this or encouraged when they just need more time to think about it, you know?
0: Yeah, I I, I don't think bottom surgery is right for everyone. I, I would speculate that the number of people it's right for is very, very low. It's a relatively small percentage of trans people. In fact, only like... I had to look this up recently in part of a disagreement i'm having with the government about some things uh only like one in three trans people are even interested in bottom surgery
2: yeah so i mean that cuts out people who like maybe can't afford it or blah 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 all that stuff those people just genuinely don't want it at all right yeah the only
1: trans people i know don't have it so i've never met anybody that does has had the surgery to like compare it to but i just i don't know
0: there's a lot of treating people as though they're not really trans unless they either, A, want or have had bottom surgery. Which is completely ridiculous. Yeah, and I don't know where that comes from. I, I don't think that getting an artificial organ is going to make you any more of a man or any more of a woman. That, that's not where your manhood or mm-hmm. womanhood is really coming from, in my opinion. But let's go to the phones. We do have David on the line from Georgia. David, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Oh, uh good evening guys. Three hey. quick things. Yep. Um first of all, these these shows about religion are some of my least favorite shows that you guys do surprisingly. Okay. I like your 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 new shows and things better. That's just my opinion. Okay, um, fair. Although you you did bring up a good point uh, about something I didn't think about. I've always considered myself just agnostic. Um but you mentioned agnostic theist and I think that would actually apply better to me because personally you can't convince me that there's not a god but i don't believe that he works in the world like people think he does i think that either time runs differently for him like he's uh on the toilet taking a dump or something like that (laughs) um you know that kind of thing and he doesn't care about us day to day like some people think he does
0: I buy into that. I mean, that's generally what I would describe as the deist God, and deism is its separate own sort of belief system, but uh, most of the founding fathers of, Amer- of America were deists. It's, it says a lot that deism used to be considered an atheist, if you were a deist, like Thomas Paine. He was a deist, but because of the culture in which they lived, everyone being Christian and Puritans and all of that, his peers at the time considered him an atheist, so much so that they denied him a burial in consecrated ground. And I didn't know that one of his fans or relatives or something ended up digging up his bones and bringing them somewhere else so that he could have a consecrated burial. I don't remember all the specifics there, but it was all because he was a deist, which meant he believed in a God. But it was his God was an engineer, a scientist, a mathematician who created all the universe and all the rules that it's going to follow. And then he just let things play out. Versus the theist God, which is an interventionist God, and that's a term. That's a terminology I've forgotten about. There's the interventionist God and the non-interventionist God, and the deist one is non-interventionist. Much as you describe, he's he created the universe, or they created the universe, and they're just letting it do its own thing. They're letting the universe explore itself, or however one wishes to characterize it. I could buy it's, into it's that like, sort of God.
8: It's like one of those computer screensavers. You just sit there and watch it.
0: Yeah. It, I wanted to get into this earlier as well because that's the, the theistic God, the interventionist God. That's the one I don't get. The one that created the universe and then climbed itself, its inside of it. It's like a video game, right? I can create a video game, but I can't just climb into and exist within that video game. The closest I can come is creating an avatar that is going to represent me. And maybe I can in, go into that video game and I can give myself God mode and superpowers and I can be all these things which is why I get the concept of Jesus Christ, God's avatar mm-hmm. with god mode powers. Yeah, he can walk on water, you know, he can he can fly, he can do whatever he wants because he's he's the what is the word I'm looking for? He's he's got cheats enabled in the video yeah. game that he made, right? But that's not how Christians characterize any of this even though that to me would make sense but god himself still wouldn't be able to climb into the video game the best he'd be able to do is an avatar but when you say this like well no god can do anything of course he can do that how how, how do you create something and then get inside of that thing you created but like if that? he's the
1: creator of everything where is he outside of it that's what i don't understand i don't like this idea that he could be outside of it when it is supposed to be everything we're not talking about who created the earth we're talking about who created everything
0: also a fair point. Thank you so much for the call tonight, David. I, I'm, I'm sorry you don't find the shows to be among your favorites. I said it inspired you enough to call in to and call talk in about and, it. So, yeah. Captain
1: said uh, it's one of his favorite shows.
0: Yeah, I I tend to like it. It has a good flow and we're all engaged and it's, it's interesting topics. Let's keep going though. We have Alu on the line from here in New Hampshire. Alu, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Hi, I just jumped in a few minutes ago to a super interesting conversation. I always thought of god as necessarily being omnipotent but Arya, your point might be the theory that makes the most sense that jesus is god's avatar
0: <laughs> uh thank you
8: i mean that, if, that actually,
0: <laughs> yeah if i was going to buy into the christian mythology that would and i don't want to cheapen it by calling it mythology because i respect other people's beliefs but if i was going to accept christianity that would generally be the perspective that i would have to take it at right because that's what makes yeah. the most sense to me
8: So I was listening to last night's episode because I listened to the podcast because I'm behind, and it seems like Jessica from Missouri came to New Hampshire, but now is wondering whether she can handle the cost of living here.
0: As I understand it, I don't know anything more than what was revealed on last night's show, but it did seem that way. Uh, Jessica is an older lady. She's retired, I believe. She lives on a pension, and she was visiting New Hampshire. I don't think she was intending to move here at this time. But she was visiting just to see what it was like. And the cost of living is scaring her away.
8: Yeah, I hear that. Um, I would implore her to come to the New Mover Party. It's for New Movers and visitors and everyone who likes Liberty in Manchester. And she'll be on the calendar, the fsp.org calendar. And it's this Tuesday coming up, I believe, February 7th.
0: Well, she is still here, uh, at least tonight. She did say that she was intending to return to Missouri. But I don't know exactly when that is. So hopefully she's out there listening. It would definitely be yeah. good to meet her and for her to meet other free staters because there is a strong support network. And I think she mentioned that she can rent her entire house or apartment or whatever for like $300 a month or something in Missouri. You're not going to find that here in New Hampshire. And, you know, you're she's 60-something years old, so it's not likely that she wants to deal with it. But if, you're, if your budget is $300 a month, then realistically, you're probably renting a bedroom in a shared apartment.
8: Yeah, exactly. And that's another option I was going to get to. A lot of, you know, free staters, mostly younger, but some people who are older could also um, rent the bedroom from other like-minded free staters that they get along with. But also, if she wants to keep working a little bit, there's so much work around here that pays so well. She can work from home or do something else, do something pretty easy, part-time. To also help pay the bills here, so that's another option for her.
2: Well, and that's typically what it is, right? The the cost of living kind of matches what people are making. Right. But if you're already on a fixed income and you're retired, that gets a little trickier.
0: Yeah. New Hampshire, yeah. as much as I love New Hampshire, I don't know about it as a retirement destination. You know, I mean she yeah, she's sixty yeah. something years old. I, I don't remember her exact day. She told us last night and she's retired, she's going into, you know, the rest of her life even if she's a diehard libertarian, I'm not convinced that New Hampshire is necessarily the right place.
1: I've been to Springfield, Missouri, where she's from several times, and that's like retirement destination.
0: Is it? Sort of yeah. like Florida. Thank you so much for the call tonight, Alu. Hopefully, Jessica is listening and she can you know, get in on the new Movers Party coming up this Tuesday. As you mentioned, it is on the calendar. She can find that. Oh, I wish I... It's fsp.org, I believe. Thank you, but I don't remember the calendar website. It's probably fsp.org it. slash, slash calendar, calendar something like so. that.
2: It's the first Tuesday of every month, I believe, the New Mover Party. And where is it? Manchester. Yeah, but like,
1: is
4: it at, it's n- at Murphy's Taproom?
2: Right? Or is it at the Quill?
0: Well, if it's a New Movers Party, wouldn't it be at the New Movers House? Isn't that usually how these things go? No,
2: no, no, that's... um, No, the, I, this I think is at the Quill. I, I could be mistaken, though but um it's the, like a potluck it's the, not moving. it's different than like the move-in days where we help people unload okay. the, i've never been but it's just a potluck at the same place
1: i've seen it in the same place in. in it's probably pictures. the quill then yeah oh. i believe us. okay i've never been to the quill
0: i've been to the quill it's, it's a nice place Yeah, you know, i played poker there at uh what was it liberty form is that what i was doing there i don't remember now it, it was a good time it was it, it felt like you would expect an anarchist hangout to feel like, really. is It was cool, though. Definitely would recommend. If you're visiting New Hampshire and you're interested in libertarianism, check out the... You don't have to have a membership in the Quill to go there, I don't think, so check out the Quill. You can find it online. You can It's easy to find libertarians in New Hampshire. Easy to do. There's also the Shell.
1: The Shell is really cool. I went to a party there on Halloween.
0: And that's the Seacoast mm-hmm. version of the Quill. There used to be the Keene Activist Center here in Keene, but of course there isn't now. if you want to weigh in on any of these subjects and more. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, and you can join us 603 283 6160 if you want to weigh in. That's 603 283 6160. And with you tonight, it's Aria, Nikki, and Bonnie. And I want to say thank you to Ken Covey. That's tonight's amplifier. That means that Ken is a member of the Amps program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com, it stands for advertise, market, promote, and support. So you may have noticed that this is the first time coming back from a break that you know we we did one of these sort of lead-in things where we talked about something else before diving right back into the subject. Well, normally we'd be talking about Bitcoin.com or the Socratic Experience or My Magic Mud or Divi Wallet or whatever. we have gotten rid of all of those. It's just you and just us now. The Amps program that's that's what we have for Free Talk Live. So check it out, amps.freetalklive.com. If you like the show, if you value the show, show your support with the Amps program. It only takes five bucks per month. That gets you in. And it does come with a number of cool little features, like there's an Amp-only podcast that you get access to and some other cool stuff like that. But really, if you, if you join, it should be because you value Free Talk Live and you want to help show your support. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Ken is a gold level amplifier, which means that Ken is giving ten dollars per month to the program. Again, we don't ask that; just five bucks per month. That's enough to get you in. And someone floated again the idea of you know lowering the tiers, and I've seen other people doing this. I don't know, man. I, I don't. I just don't know if it would be worth it.
1: Five dollars is just like nothing nowadays. Yeah, I it, mean, it, eggs are five dollars like and fifty cents.
0: Yeah, a latte is are
1: like seven. Well, we bought Exit Aldi today for $5.30, yeah. so maybe they're more elsewhere. Yeah.
0: Amps.freetalklive.com, if you want to sign up, that's amps.freetalklive.com. I'm, I'm going to have to start checking messages there, because really, that, that's a no-brainer, and I'm sure we get some messages there. It, it's a no-brainer to be interactable with people through the Amps program, and I'm terrible at that. I, I really, I'm making, I'm resolving here and now. To stay more on top of that. Wait, what
1: is that? I just like, I mean, like Ian checks emails all the time for him from his own email. Is well, it I get plenty of the, emails from yeah. listeners as well. But Is it different than? Well, you'll
0: probably receive a notification through via Patreon. The, the, oh, yeah. They send the, you an email oh, saying, Patreon. hey, someone sent you a message. Yeah. But yes, oh. you can message the creators specifically on Patreon and they can respond to you. And honestly, it again, it is something I should be doing or I'm, I'm sure he is doing it as well. But it's something that I should be more on top of as someone who's involved with Free Talk Live. So, amps.freetalklive.com. We were talking here about just this complicated issue of transitioning. And I've been wanting to talk about the book, Nevada. So, now's his good time of any. And I've mentioned it to an extent because the character in there has gender dysphoria when it comes to her anatomy. Where any interaction with it causes severe distress it causes her to disassociate or pretend like she's somewhere else and again i i'm not saying what what's right for anyone i don't know maybe maybe bottom surgery is right for you maybe it isn't i don't know but i would suggest that it should be considered the last resort of other solutions
2: i mean i've heard of similar things happening with uh like rape victims or uh, people who are molested as children where if they have any sort of sexual contact they disassociate and it's you know horrible. well that's a
0: result of trauma though being trans isn't necessarily well, and traumatic in
4: but and I, of i've
2: itself. just heard of and, and that's true but i've just heard of similar things so i believe it because sure. i've heard of this happening before in other cases i
0: Maybe I'm fortunate in this regard because so much of my early interactions, or not interactions, my experiences, observances of transgenderism in general was through pornography and shemales, which were always like ideal to me, right? So it never seemed to me as though a woman had to be completely cut off from that. I I don't know, ma'am. It never seemed necessary to me, and, and I feel bad for these people. And if if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. But I, I don't like the way that it's being perceived in the media, or and you know just in general. And to its credit, Nevada did not do this as sort of the the final stage of yeah. transgender. That's when the caterpillar finally turns into the butterfly. It's not like that. What Nevada did do, however, it made me think about my transition in ways that I've never really thought about it before. And I think that's what makes it valuable. Now, it is very woke in places. Uh, It's not nearly as woke as you would expect, but based on the afterword by the author, the afterword is tremendously woke. It's all about, you know, intersectionalism and anarchism and how that relates to gender issues and race issues. Mm -hmm. And it gets really complicated. And I, I can't pretend to understand any of it, right? Maybe maybe there's stuff there that I need to look into. Maybe this that I've done is problematic, or maybe I need to evaluate this because I'm, I'm racist and I don't even realize it. All sorts of things like that. I'm not saying none of it's possible. I'm just saying it's never occurred to me. Other things that haven't occurred to me is the giant disparity between being trans and being genderqueer. Now, for those who don't know, genderqueer is like non-binary sort of thing. It's like you okay. just... You just do whatever you want, right? And you're not trying to be female. You're not trying to be male. You're just trying to do whatever you want that makes you happy. But there's this huge disparity there between trans people and genderqueer people like like me, right? Obviously, a feminist, you don't have to shave your legs, right? But women's liberation, feminism, women don't have to shave their legs, right? It doesn't make you any less of a woman to not shave your legs. But if you're trans, you can't play that game. You can. <laughs> Not the like Makes no one's going to more
2: difficult. No one's going to but... take a
0: baseball bat to your shins for playing that game, but it defeats the purpose of trying to be trans. If you mm-hmm. see someone who's quote trying to be trans and I, I hate that I ever said that, but that's the terminology I'm going to go with for the moment. Okay. So they're trying to be trans, but they have, you know, a mustache and hairy legs and sure they're wearing women's clothes and they got makeup on, but this person has hairy legs and they have a beard you're sending me mixed signals here. Well, it's not; they're not even a trans person at that point. The most you could call them is like non-binary or gender queer. Okay.
1: Right. The, there's somebody I used to work with that basically looked, I mean, in every way, exactly like a man and was not on hormones, but just wore women's clothes. And uh, he never said he was trans and went by he.
0: Sure. I mean, there's an older man here in Keene who, huh? I think his name is Larry. He walks around in dresses. But if you're trans... You do have to shave your legs. You do have to conform to some of these stereotypes, right? Otherwise, you end up becoming gender queer. You get lumped into that category, or at best, people immediately read you as trans, which that's going to happen anyway. One of the things I don't like about the book is that it it doesn't use the word passable, but it does. It bends over backwards to not say passable, but it clearly means passable. It uses the term. She was read as trans. That means not passable. I'm sorry, I don't know how to tell you this, yeah. but, and, and so it's just persistently use that terminology. But if you're, if you do these things that are fine in accordance with feminism, then you sort of, you don't stop being trans, but you do sort of become more genderqueer, right? And like the vibrant eyeshadow and the bright red hair and all of these other things that I do, these flamboyant, boisterous, colorful vibrant things they're sort of the opposite of what cis women do right like if i the goal of being a trans woman is to blend in with cis women there's nothing about me that blends in with anyone of any gender right so what the goal of the trans person in theory is is to blend in with as i said cis women but Everything I do is calculated almost to not do that. So it's forced me to reevaluate some things like that that I've never really given any thought to whatsoever. Like, I started dyeing my hair red because it made me look more feminine. And it does. And I've started wearing my eyeshadow like this because I liked it. But it does stand out a bit too much. It does separate me however to whatever degree from every other like there's three people here tonight you're you're both cis girls neither one of you have vibrant eyeshadow on.
2: but i know a ton of girls who in high
0: school yes i I do also have people say that a lot i used to wear eyeshadow like that in high school but i'm not in high school but it's
1: because i'm lazy now it's because like i used to be like i put way more effort into how i looked because peer pressure whatever now it's because i'm just like i'm married Well and
2: it's the thing. So I know a ton of adult women who wear like their makeup to the nines every day, like heavy eyeliner, bright eyeshadow, they have blue hair or you know so I do know a lot of women. I don't know
0: any. Really? I'm the only person I know who regularly wears eyeshadow.
2: I knew a lot more when I lived in Texas
1: and I think it's like somewhat of like a I don't know, like a city thing. Like,
2: lots of people had fake eyelashes there. I don't see fake eyelashes I feel like I'm one of the only girls I work with that doesn't have the, like, fake eyelashes that stay put. The the eyelash extensions. Yeah, the semi-permanent ones.
1: Yes, extensions. mm -hmm. I
2: don't like how they look.
0: Well, I'm going to Vegas at the end of this month, so I guess I'll keep an eye out. But um, generally, most people, I mean, it's true. Whether they do that when they're going out to, you know, the casino at Vegas or not, most women aren't going to wear this kind of makeup and have this vibrant hair if they're just going to work or whatever I will
2: Okay,
1: but the other thing is like since I've moved here I've toned down lots of stuff just because it's like I don't like sticking out so much here It's, it's here like I don't it's not that I don't dye my hair black because of that but I wear a lot different makeup and I used to love just wearing a crazy outfit in San Antonio and nobody really even blinks like it's it's just that there's so many people and everybody is dressed so different. It's like nobody's going to pay attention to it at all if I'm wearing like white fishnets and a mini skirt in the middle of the day doing Uber Eats. Yeah. But I feel like I absolutely cannot do that without people being like, "What is she doing?" Well, like, that's kind
2: of how it is in the country, you know? It's, right? Yeah.
1: So I'm not saying I'm not disagreeing with any of uh, right. of what you're saying, though. I just don't want you to think that I was saying like. Yeah, only high schoolers wore, wear colorful, and I'm too old for that now, or something.
0: <laughs> no, I didn't interpret it that way at all. I also
1: just don't own any. Like, I just, like, I don't know, haven't been spending a lot of money on makeup.
0: But, you know, I, I do encounter, that is one of the responses I get a lot, is, or or it's from cis women saying, oh, I wish I could do my eyeshadow like that, or whatever. It's like, well, yeah. You can, yeah.
4: Well,
1: people say that to me all the time about just, like, regular makeup. They're like, I wish I could do eyeliner or whatever. And I'm just like, I've watched literally over a decade of makeup videos. Just do that.
0: Dude, I haven't watched. I don't Body's think I've like, ever It'll seen... only
2: take you 10 years. Yeah.
1: Well, that's surprising because I, I think the way that you do eyeshadow is really like good like by the oh, book. You. Because it's like, there are some people that just like, they don't realize what certain placements are doing yeah. on their face. Maybe you're like naturally artistic because
0: I'm not. If I'm naturally artistic, then makeup is the only area where it manifests. Because hmm. I can't draw, I can't paint, I can't hmm. do any of this other stuff, right? Not not graphically. Sure, I can create music and hmm. I can write or whatever, but you you asked me to draw something, I can't do it. Even looking at something simple like Master Shake and trying to draw, like Master Shake from Aqua Teen Hunger Force and trying uh, oh, to okay. draw it. I was it. like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I got Even you Even something, it's just, a, it's just a cup. It's a milkshake. Even drawing something simple like that, I've got to look at it in order to do it. So, I mean, I'm not good graphically.
1: No, I'm the same way.
0: But I, I did get some tips from my sister here and there. Like, she has mentioned stuff to me, like the white jumbo... And I don't want this to come into turn into a makeup tutorial, but <laughs> she she has given me some tips, but I've never, like, watched anyone do makeup or anything like that. It's, it's just picking up tips here and there and checking out what works and what doesn't work. Like, tonight I have the pink, double pink thing going on. I initially had them backwards where the darker color was on the inside. I was like that doesn't work for whatever reason so i reversed mm-hmm. it yeah
1: because it makes your eyes look smaller because like the lighter color that's why i thought that you probably watched like makeup videos
0: because yeah, like i did not know that
1: the lighter color on the inside opens and brightens your eyes and it's natural to i don't know what it is it's just something ar- artistic you sh- i don't know i just noticed that it
0: looks better when yeah. i do yeah. it that way it, it seems to fit better
1: that that, that it does kind of say that you have like you know an eye for
0: But because of Nevada, I suddenly am thinking about some of these topics, right? Like, I'm not saying I want to stop dyeing my hair red. In fact, I just bought some hair dye. I'm probably going to dye it tonight, given you know I am going to Vegas in three weeks. I don't want to have you know brown roots when I do that. Or am I just going to go back to being a brunette? I I don't know. You know, Uh, maybe I'll give it a shot. But if what I want is to blend in with cis women, then some of the things that I do has to be changed or maybe not changed but I uh, there's a decision to make about whether I want to keep doing my own thing or whether or not I actually want to blend in with women yeah and that's a that's a
2: I mean it just sounds boring to blend in it is I mean obviously you but as a trans person that's what you want feminine yeah
1: but it's a very feminine uh thought process in general like last year I had this whole thought process that went on for months about should I stop dyeing my hair black like A man's never going to sit around thinking about stuff like that. Like, Ian doesn't understand why it's a big deal. It's still a big deal. I'm like, should I dye my hair black again? He's like, I like your hair any color. Literally, it doesn't matter at
2: all. (laughs) But for you, that was more like you liked your hair black, but you were worried about like the chemicals in the hair dye, right?
1: Right. And also, I was afraid that it was like my hair wasn't... I had to choose between do I want my hair to get longer or be black? And I actually don't think that it made any difference. Uh, Yeah, probably not. I thought that it was like making my hair unhealthy, but I think I'm going to go back to black.
0: I mean, I don't think it's good for hair. I mean, it's certainly the bleach and all of the heavy chemicals I use for this shade of red, definitely not good for hair. But, like, is it worth it, right? Beauty is pain, right? And there isn't any pain in dyeing your hair, right? But it's not good for your hair, so it's sort of similar. I don't know. I also don't know what these people are talking about. Before we got into all of that, we were talking about religion and Christianity, which is special to me as a trans person because so much of Christianity is anti-trans. But anyway, this article from the Economic Collapse blog talking about how Christianity and faith in general are in the decline. They have a chart. Uh, Of course, they don't mention the chart. They just, I mean, they don't show the chart. They link it showing that religion has been in decline greatly in recent years. And they do have some charts here about how Christians now represent something like 63%. That's the... That's the world Christians live in, though, right? Where sixty-three percent of people being a single religion just it's isn't a enough decline, for them, right? Yeah.
2: yeah, that's a great point because I'm wondering what the other religions are. You know, I mean, six—that's over half. That seems like a lot.
0: I mean, I I just don't know how spoiled your worldview has to be and how spoiled you have to be to paint something like this as a problem. Do they remember what the Roman persecution of Christians was like? Because they're quick to scream persecution. And look, this guy in Colorado who keeps getting sued for not baking gay and trans cakes, I get it, right? He's being persecuted for his beliefs. There's no doubt of that. They're actively seeking him out and targeting him because he's a Christian and because they know he doesn't want to bake the stupid cake. But that's not most Christians. And even if we do say, oh, that's horrible persecution, which it is, that doesn't even begin to compare to the Romans crucifying and beheading Christians. Well, and I think Christianity got to
2: such a major point where it was 70 whatever percent, like this article says, because they were conquering and they were going to other places nations and they were, you know, forcing people to believe in this religion or convincing them or scaring them or whatever.
0: Someone recently so, told me when we were talking about the drag the drag queen thing, they were like, well, Arya, you tend to talk like you own the subject. I was like, well, I am, I I mean I am the trans person. Yeah, here here. I hear mean, you kind of do. <laughs> I mean I'm I am stripping everything else away. I am the dude wearing women's clothes here. So like if one of us is more knowledgeable or claims any sort of ownership of the subject but what the reason i bring it up is because that's that worldview of the this straight cis normal white dude telling me that their opinion about drag queens is every bit as valuable and meaningful as my opinion about drag queens it's laughable yeah and i i would never Look, if I got a white person here and a black person here and they're both telling me about the history of racism and how it's affected them in the United States or just the history of racism in the United States. One of these people has a much more valuable opinion simply because they've experienced it than the other. And I realize that's messed up. You know, that's like this, you, you're putting more value in this person's opinion because this person's trans or it be, you're putting more value in this person's opinions because this person's black, that's I mean, racist. Yeah, yeah, I get it. It is racist. It is kind of messed up. But you know what? Considering what you know, the straight, cis, white Christians out there have done to trans people and to black people throughout the centuries, I think your opinion being held in a little bit less high esteem is minor enough that you can get over it. I mean,
2: I wouldn't even consider that racist. It just... That's what makes sense, right? You know, we have one person who lived through this experience and can, you know, I, it's, just- it's just
1: like it's it, I don't like the idea that anytime you see color, it's racist. You know, I think it's like, yeah, you have to see it because you have eyes and it and you have like a brain to comprehend that this black person has a different experience than the white person. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't call it racist, but you are seeing color and I think that's the old definition of racism. Like, oh, I just don't see color. I just pretend everyone's exactly the same. But really, other people have different experiences.
2: Well, and I think part of that is, you know, not to get into conspiracy theory land, but I think part of that is to take away any individuality to create this sense of sameness so we can just all be cogs in the machine and, you know, we're all the same. We're-
0: well, I'm continually trying to grow and evolve and change my perspectives. I want to be a little bit less wrong today than I was yesterday. And in the past, I, w- I was one of these, no, it's, I don't see color kinds of people, right? But more recently, I'm like, no, that's wrong. I have to see their color, all right? And not judge them or hate them or anything like that because of it because... So many other people throughout history have seen the color of their skin and behaved differently because of that or treated them badly because of that, that refusing to see the being colorblind, as it were, erases a large part of their history or what has shaped them. And that's not right either. So, yeah, I I, I don't want to see color, right? I, I, I'm sure that's what everyone ultimately wants to envision as the ideal world where everyone's treated always the same no matter what but like it is a factor in how people treat. I'm not saying treat one worse because of it but you have to acknowledge the suffering and the history of black people in the United States and what's been done to them on the basis of race and if you don't see color You can't acknowledge that truth.
2: And I think there's also a way to like do it instead of like in a negative way, like celebrating people for the fact that they're individuals and that we all are different and all look different. Like that's a really cool, awesome thing.
1: And the thing that like some listeners might not understand is that like me, Nikki and Arya are all individualists in the way that we can understand that somebody can be a race and be completely not like anyone else we've met in the race. It it doesn't make people all the same.
0: You're absolutely right. One of the more interesting things about all of this, and, you know, edge lord libertarians are really bad about it, they like, well, how come they can have black power? You know, you can have gay, gay pride and black pride and all these other things, but when you say white pride, suddenly you're a racist. And it's fundamentally not understanding. I, I was wanted to talk about Pantera recently. That's why all of this came up, because I know a lot of people who support Pantera they are like, well, they should be able to say white pride, but no, they shouldn't. Because when they say black pride in the United States, they're not really taking pride in their skin color. You erase, well, not you personally, but America erased their identity. They don't know if they're from North Africa or Ethiopia or Sudan or Egypt or insert African country. They don't know because no one kept records of that. They just took these people and brought them here. They don't know where their ancestry lies. They can't take Sudanese pride or Congo pride or Congolese pride and or North also, African pride And also it
2: wasn't very long ago that people were extremely racist in the United States very there true. was literally segregation I mean how many years ago like 40 years like ago Like people are still alive I think a lot of people realize, don't think about the fact that This was recently yeah, yeah people were you know, are still alive now and it's it's just it blows my mind that some people cannot understand what you're talking about
0: Yep yeah, but but you're allowed to have German pride. No one's criticizing anyone for yeah. having Italian pride yeah. or French pride or Canadian pride or whatever. And
1: that's the other thing. There's no such thing as black and white. Like, I know that's the cl- easy way to talk about it and that's the way we've been talking about it, but that was kind of something that was put upon all of us. Like, you're... It's, it makes you less of an individual if you're just white and they're just black. It also like, there's, feels like
2: an us and them.
1: Right, black kind of and thing, white, literally. You know? I, I mean, why... When Nobody calls Mexican people black brown i mean not nobody i mean but it's just like it's not like people go around saying i'm brown um blah 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 it's usually only said as like a joke because mexico's right there and we know that like you're from mexico or from you know whatever country usually and i think that um the whole black and white thing is weird and people aren't black or white i mean literally i'm not even white i'm pink
0: yeah excellently said I wish more people understood that. The only time I think I ever hear anyone referring to brown people is when I talk about the United States bombing brown people in the Middle East. And that's because the United States does seem to be racist in exactly that regard. We're out of time for tonight. You can join us in the meantime on our social media server. You can find that at social.freetalklive.com. That's our mastodon, social.freetalklive.com.
4: The Free State Project has reached its goal of 20,000 liberty lovers who've pledged to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime. Perhaps you're trying to figure out what part of New Hampshire should be your destination. If so, consider Keene. You'll find more than 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeen.com. Keene is famous for its historic publicity-generating activism, as well as being the Liberty Media capital of the world. It's home to freekeen.com, New Hampshire's destination for liberty activism, news, and opinion. For years, we've been compiling over 150 reasons to move to Keene at move.freekeen.com, where you'll learn about some of what's happening here and what makes Keene a great place to live. If you love liberty, you'll probably enjoy anywhere you end up in the Shire. But do your due diligence first. Please visit move.freekeen.com for the full list of over 150 reasons to move to Keen. That's move.freekeen.com.